fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are Funder. Flesh and blood down under. Whoop, whoop. Number 12. How 12. good is this? 369 subscribers today. Oh, I like if that number. If you're here on Spotify, please follow. And if you're here on YouTube, hit the sub button. Yeah, baby. Because we get a lot of views. I mean, yeah. Also, we need to hit 1,000 subs so YouTube sends us a check so we can afford to send Tall Timmy to World. So help us out. That's <laughs> right, baby. That's right. So um, we have very special guest. Very special guest. We're joined here by Brandon, former professional MMA fighter turned LGS owner, Grim Dark Gaming down there uh, in the Wollongong area, Port Kembla. Mm. And um, thanks for being here, Brandon. It's all right. It's good to be here. Thanks for driving up. We appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Sydney traffic tonight. He's not local per se. It's an hour (laughs) and 40 minutes away. Just Sydney traffic doesn't know what it's doing. It's like 80, then 40, 80, then 40. (laughs) And Parramatta's not that good where we are. Yeah. So if you've been listening, Brandon, we usually... It's not like we get on the case of LGS owners or managers, but, you know, we've had our rants where we're saying, come on, please, guys, start your events on time. Mm -hmm. Just basic stuff. But I want to let you... Punch back. What <laughs> pisses you most off about your customers? What are things that they do that just irritate the hell out of you? Let us know. All right. Okay. So, number one. Yep. Tell us. Last minute. Hey, have you got these right as the event's about to kick off? Whoa. Singles? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Be prepared. You know it's coming. Or put the order in online. Yeah. Check out. It's ready for you when you yeah. turn up. I mean... Like, I'm a player first before I'm, like, a collector or a store owner. Uh, so I get it. But yeah. be prepared. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's got to be more than that. Come on. Give us a couple more. There's got to be a few yeah, that you custom- names. Yeah, no, no names. <laughs> just, just tell us a few things that annoy you about, um, you know, the average LGS customer. All right. Uh, look. I know we have the terminology, sweaty players, all right? <laughs> but uh, hygiene, guys and girls, be very important. It's not hard, all right? My, my community is pretty good. Name names. Um, I don't have any names in my community. <laughs> my community is great. We were talking about uh, this off camera. <laughs> but hygiene, come on, let's, let's, let's spray some deodorant, have a shower or something. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what my pet peeve is about customers? Oh, like fellow patrons, even people, friends of mine, I see them do it, you know, is leaving their crap, their rubbish on the tables. Even e- singles. Even I ha- hate I hate it. that. Even happened at your event, people got the beautiful pack of Arcane, uh, Arcane mm. Rising after a match. They crack the pack, take the rares, Majestics, and then they just leave all the chaff and the wrapper on the table and leave. Mm. I'm like, what the hell? What? I hate that with drinks, with packs. It's just... So food's the number one. Yeah, I yeah. hate going to an LGS that has playmats. Then people eat KFC, and then they leave the bags while they're playing. And I'm like, I didn't see you even go to the bathroom. Like, how on earth are your hands clean? And then it's wrappers and singles and drinks and. But KFC gives you the wet wipes, right? That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying the colonel needs to do more. No, these cards, some of them are expensive. Yes, yes. No, I, I get what you're saying. And the playmats, like you just don't want oil near anything. Like I would go. Anyway. Yeah. So I actually uh, wash my hands between rounds. Oh, yeah? Because I hate getting... And back in the day when I was playing Magic, we used to call them schmutz. <laughs> the little the little schmutz on the sleeves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you could, like, scratch them off. 
<laughs> no, no, that yeah, it's just dead skin, Hate right? It. It's yeah. just dead skin. Is that what that is? Yeah, oh, yeah I've shuffling. got that stuff all over my sleeves. It's dead skin. The shamuts. Okay, yeah. actually, uh, that's a funny thing because <laughs> I thought about. I've got plenty of shamuts on my sleeves. <laughs> I was Jeez. thinking, should you like get alcohol wipes and like clean your sleeves every once in a while? Because that's other than just changing the sleeves, I guess. Nah, look, I think. By the time you, when I start getting those shamuts all over, and you see it's like becomes like a crust, even in the top opening of the sleeve. Time to go. Yeah, that's (laughs) D sleeve. Throw me out, get new ones. There you go. No shamuts. Hashtag no shamuts. I love that. I've got a question for you. You have to name names for this one. Oh no. Who's your most impactful for the community for flesh and blood at Grimdark? Positively or negatively? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think I've got a couple people in mind. Um, I think I would have to. I'll even do it as a shout out. I give a big shout out to my friend Liam. Uh, we've been friends for about fifteen years now. S- shares a surname with Paul, doesn't he? Yes, Norton. <laughs> Spelled a little different. Spelled a little. I thought they were related for a second. Yeah, uh, distant cousins. <laughs> yes, one grew tall, one grew wide. Uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> not in the wide um, so uh, I try actually tried to get him to come and play Flesh and Blood with me when uh, WTR came out mm. um, and I got him into an old card game back in the day called Star Wars Destiny which just died um, and he was like no, nope, no, nope, never playing a new card game again I got burned once Uh <laughs> And not doing it again. But then uh, Tales of Aria came out. He saw the artwork for uh, Old Him mm. and he was he was bought over. From yep. that moment on, he was like, no, nah, I want to play this game. Um, and then when we went to open up the shop, he, man, the guy was dropping whatever he was doing at home to come in and do tutorials. If I had people come in and ask, he would just come straight in with Blitz decks and stuff and teach people how to play like um, the community mats that they do in the kits. Uh, he was our first community map winner uh, just because, like, I think in the space of a week, I think he'd taught uh, about 13 people how to play at the store. So it was it's very good. And, and those people are crucial, right, to yeah. the success oh, of an LGS, especially when you're getting started yeah. or you're trying to promote new games. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the real tre- treasures, the unsung heroes. Mm. Mm. Um, I think another one is a relatively newer fab player is uh, Mr. Adam Leonard, mm. uh, which you guys would know was top eight ProQuest at our store. Wasn't that the first time he ever played CC or something? Yeah. <laughs> On Dash, right? Yeah. It was a Dash. I remember. Um, but he's a super positive influence at the moment. Um, he's a very positive guy. Yeah. Mm. Guy's great. Always brings the vibe up. So, yeah, those would be my two big ones. Yeah. Um, you got Sam and Declan. They've been good at just teaching people, yep. like, how to get into those... Um, I don't know, like more competitive Evolve. areas, yep. like how to bring them up. They're the both level. very good. I was going to say, Sam was our last guest mm. and um, Big Chungus, even my channel, no Big Chungus. <laughs> and they're both very good players. Yes. Like very good. They, um, I mean, at any event, they could win. Mm. Uh, any event. Sam's very talented. Declan's very, like, Declan's just, he's, he's one of those underrated players, I think. Yeah. But like he was... Top eighting ProQuest and conceding, f- and then not top eighting because he conceded like an idiot. But um, I, anyway, he'll never do that again. <laughs> but no, you got a, you got a good group. Actually, I think you've got maybe one of the larger, more consistent groups in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. I think we do have uh, a pretty substantial flesh and blood community, mm. um, which ranges from like brand spanking new all the way to like very experienced. So, 
Um, we've got one guy. His name's Reese Dunn. Uh, yes, I know Reese. Yeah, really, really good player, but yep. just plays jank. And yeah, he, yeah. And he's, but he, I'm pretty sure he will just about destroy anyone in a limited format. <laughs> limited is his. He, that's right. He did he win the draft? I think so. Yeah. The, the yeah. I, I, that's yeah. You know who we're talking about? I know the name. I'm yeah. pretty looks like, sure. I know looks the like John Wick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, tell us. So you you made a comment then that um you told him about the game before you opened the store. Mm. Let's go all the way back then, because you okay. clearly were a gamer before a store owner, big time. Which I think is important, but yeah. most store owners are. When what what started you off in card games? Um, oh man, I think I got my first Magic cards when I was about eight. Um, and we used to just play. So ten years ago, yeah. Uh, let's with twenty-two years. So uh, that's where I started, um, and then like as a kid growing up, you know, you get into Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, and all those kinds of things, and just cards were always kind of around. Um, and then got into wargaming pretty heavily, um, and then I think I was about twenty when I delved back into Magic. Um, and then played that pretty consistently like every Friday night for like two, three years. Um, it took me to win my first Friday night magic. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, and then I moved, I, I, after that, I think it was about 2017 Dragon Ball Supercard game came out and then I was just a fiend on that. Um, that's the old Dragon Ball? No, that's the old Panini one. I that's what I'm saying. Like, what well, that was the original one? Yeah, that's no, yeah. trash. No. <laughs> it's rubbish. That's because I know um, our our mutual friend Brent played that mm. at a very high level. Mm. Yeah, no, trash game. <laughs> Fair. Um, it's not the current DBS. No, is what we're no, saying. No, yeah, no. Okay. It's yeah. The current one's really, really good. Good fun. Uh, won't talk about it too much. We're on a fab podcast, but uh, uh, I know this is a podcast. Full stop, man. We talk about. <laughs> oh, you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I played that pretty heavily and then I moved to Sydney out at Maroubra mm-hmm. uh, for a few years. Um, and then Flesh and Blood came out. Um, and then it was actually Philip McKay. Yes. Uh, that was like, hey man, check out this game, come play, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I got nothing better to do. Like, um, so yeah, so then I jumped in at WTR, had, uh, two cold foil tectonic plates at that time. Um, yeah, I he, he didn't have them anymore. I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, he had to reacquire one from me recently. Yeah, <laughs> uh, had like the whole foil play set of crippling crushes. I pretty much had a play set of everything. I think the only card that I didn't have was like anything to do with Rhino because I just wasn't interested in Rhino. Like everything else was cool, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then I moved back to the south coast. Um, after playing in the first Sydney Calling. Um, I didn't know you were there. So yes, you're a fab original. You are a flesh and blood see, I OG. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. You should, you should see my gem ID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. what is your show t- me, show is me. It four, four digits. Di- oh, baby. Here we go. I'm getting <laughs> hot under the collar. <laughs> is it for sale? <laughs> um, I think the only person I know that has one higher than me might be Philip McKay or Reese Dunn. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure yeah. there's more. But... There's probably at least 6,000. I think um, <laughs> Ben, Yazi, and Hayden yeah. are pretty low as well. Yeah, I think mine's like 7.5 something. That's very, yeah. I mean, any four-digit is WTR, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, That's wicked. Yeah. 
So and so when how how close after WTR did you open Grimdark? The store because Grimdark existed before. So it exists. It, Grimdark started two years ago as my side project. Um, to and I started it with uh, painting commissions, mm. um, which it was like known as Grimdark Australia. Uh, Grimdark is a style of painting uh, based on the Grimdark universe of Warhammer 40k and all that stuff. Um, so explain that to me. Explain the style of painting. So what is what is it? Uh, dark, gritty. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen Games Workshop models? Oh, yep. They're like very clean. Yep. Lots of nice, like crisp lines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Grimdark is not that at all. It's uh, like the, what does this armor look like in a hundred years of ravaged war? Cool. That's what the style is. Nice. Uh, so lots of washes and stuff like that. Washes. Uh, I use like oils, enamels. Yeah, um, well. All that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it took, it, my... So you commission painted. So you people would pay you to yeah. paint their models. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, niche little market. Um, did a lot of I work. I mean, it's pretty big. If well, yeah. <laughs> well, come on, Joe. Maybe for that us is. nerds, but I, I don't think the average Joe probably wouldn't no, know what's the, going the, on. The yeah. painting market, you can make a living off it if you... Oh, you yeah. definitely could. Really? Um, yeah, 100%. Wow. Um, That's what I meant by big is it's yeah. like not a niche hobby like in if the I, sense of you can't make money. Yeah. You, you definitely earn a living. It was great as a side hustle. Uh, when I, I tried to do it full time for a couple of months, uh, but then I was... Too busy, stuck at home, cleaning the house. Because <laughs> uh, I was at home all the time, had to do all the cleaning as well. So I was just like, oh, come on, man, we've got to paint. <laughs> um, but if you did it full time and you were quick, mm. and that's like the trick to the trick mm. to doing it, is you have to efficient uh, find ways to be efficient with your painting. Um, and if you need to be able to pump it out the same amount of time as you would a full-time job. And if you did that, you could paint full armies a week. Mm. Whoa. Like, yeah. I think if, if you do it professionally, I always thought nail techs would make very good miniature painters. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because they're very quick. Yeah. Um, Are you naturally artistic? Like, do you know how to draw and, and paint on 2D? Uh, Are you a naturally artistic person? Yeah, I've, I've always been like a pretty arty person, creative mm. person, I would say, uh, ever since I was little. Like, um, whether it's musical, artistic making things like sweet um writing whatever like i've always sort of been into more creative things um anything that helps like move the mind i guess um like getting punched in the face like getting punched in the face <laughs> so yeah let's let's wind way back way let's go, go back. way back where where were you, where were you born were you born in australia yeah. new zealand okay so uh okay so heritage uh Samoan on my dad's side yeah australian on my mum's side born out in burke well yeah, right. <laughs> okay, there you go. Did you grow up out there? Uh, mm, I don't think so. I think I grew up in Sydney. I don't really remember the early, early years. Sure. Um, but yeah, but for the most part, grew up in Sydney around Carlingford, uh, Dundas for a while. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Um, moved down the south coast uh, in the year 2000 mm-hmm. um, and then just stayed there ever since. Right. Um, I have moved around a bit for work. Um, so like I got uh, placement up at Goulburn, placement... Uh, here in Sydney and stuff like that. Um, this was as a corrections officer? Yeah. That's the old career? Yes. Yeah. Still still on the casual pool. So <laughs> oh, we have, we have keep, something in common. That was that was a past life of mine. Oh, was it? Yeah, way back when. Where long at? time ago. 
just over here, Parramatta Jail. Oh, you're kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might know some mutual friends. Mate, oh, <laughs> to- I'm talking like 2005. It was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those people don't leave. Yeah, I've worked with people that were there around that time. Yeah, interesting. I don't think they left until it shut. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so then uh, I dropped it sort of out of corrections to move into disability. Uh, sort of forced because uh, I lost my license on points. So. Oh, your driving license? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Hard was to drive out the jails. <laughs> it was. I actually lost all my points in Sydney at the academy, but I deferred the court thing for so for ages, and then was on a good behaviour bond, and then I literally lost all my points in three months on my yeah. blacks. Like it was nuts. It happens. Uh, just little things like. I, like, I didn't know where all these things in Sydney was. I never lived in Sydney. Just getting pinged by, like, you know, don't turn left here and boom, done. Like, there's two points. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, don't lose your licence. Don't speed. It sucks. Even the little the little 10 over. They, <laughs> you can definitely lose your licence in a couple of weeks if you don't. Yeah, I think I got three Especially, like, double demerits and stuff. I think I got over. three under 10 over five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you've always been pretty much... South Coast and yeah. Sydney based, yep. whether it's work growing up. Yep. And then when did you get into martial arts or MMA or fighting? Where did that, uh, was that the only sport you played growing up or do you, pl- nah, did you play other sports? I played sports? rugby league growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of cool. course you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got like a – they gave me a jersey one year for footy um, with Mr. Damage written on the back. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Damage. Is it because you that? just stood there and people ran into you and broke their neck? Is that what? Uh, so I wasn't much of a tackler. I was never really a good tackler. Um, people, all the little guys were too slippery. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if they had to come to me, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just run the ball and let them come. Yeah, um, yeah one run, uh, 80 metres, scored a try, three people in hospital. Is this nice. high school? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So. Uh, you, you see those NBA highlights? There's like a seven foot one, 16 year old. Was that you? Like yeah. way too big for, for being in high pretty school? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so I started with footy and then uh, I, th- I got into fighting about 19. So between like 16 and 19, I was like a bit of a dodgy kid, like just involved in bad crowds. Um, got into a lot of mischief and then about 19 um, I sort of fell into mixed martial arts. I was training at this little dojo who was just like recruiting, this guy was like just basically recruiting teenagers and like young adults into his karate dojo and then signing them up for MMA fights and just taking cashies on the side and that. (laughs) And then um, there was a show starting up at Wollongong and uh, I was like, that's sick, like I want to fight at home. Like I've, I want to do that and uh, do it in front of all my friends and fam. And then I fought on that show, uh, which the main event for that was actually Alex Volkanovsky. Yes. In that one. It was, I know who I that is. I think it was like his... Also a rugby player. Yeah. I think it was like his second or third amateur fight. Um, but yeah, so I won that fight. And then the one of the guys that was a trainer and a manager at the gym that Alex fought was training at, um, he reached out and was like, hey, like... Come, come train with us. Like we'll teach you some stuff. And then me being like young and dumb was like, I'll tell you what, you come train at my gym, <laughs> and then I'll come train at yours. So he did, and uh, 
yeah, man, I've never seen someone so many people get tapped out so quick. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going. <laughs> like, <laughs> just tapped everyone out. Yeah. So with like double arm bars, flying arm bars, like it was crazy. So that's still the gym, right? Where Alex trains. Yeah. 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 Because I've watched his. Is that is that up in Sydney? No, it's in Wollongong. Wollongong. It's oh, his gym's in Yeah, Alex. It's Alex, just oh, like okay. a, it's literally like five minutes down from my shop. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. And that's I, where I, you trained. I'd love to meet him, by the way. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I want to see. Oh, I want to see. We if, we bring wanna, him in. We'll teach him fab. I want to see if I can get it, drag him in. When they bring out a dwarf character for fab. <laughs> Here we go. That, no, that's when he'll play. <laughs> Actually. I reckon that's How tall is he? Is he John size? Uh, he might even be a little bit shorter. I'm 165. Whoa, really? Yeah, he's oh, not no, a, he'd be about. He'd yeah, be he's not a big guy. He'd no. be my. Uh, he'd be trimmer. He he fights under my weight for sure. He like fights 70, uh, 67. Yeah, yeah. He's my height. Hmm. Yeah. So like a lot of these guys are my height. I'm actually quite heavy for my height. What, That's the problem. What were you weighing in at when you were fighting? Uh, so I usually would walk around about 118. Okay. Um, Pretty trim. Fight at heavyweight. Yeah. Which is a 120.4 limit. Yep. So. Paul posted some photos of you back in the day. Yeah, thanks oh. for those photos. Oh, gold. <laughs> what a beast. Uh, so how long were you training for, doing MMA and competing? Well, what? How, so you said this was amateur, right? And mm-hmm. You're just training at 19. Yep. What, how, what's, what's the path from 19? So I started training at Freestyle. And then about three months later, um, I think I was 2-0 and as an amateur. And then three months later... Um, I got the call up to go and take a fight down in Canberra against a guy called Andrew Matchen. This guy had already had like 11 fights under his belt. And um, what I didn't realise is that if you fight in Canberra, they don't have an amateur or pro league. That's it, you're pro. Like, you go straight to that next level. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, And I signed for for it. Uh, And then me and my coach had a big argument about it because I kind of took it without... To uh, consulting yeah. him I was still very new to the game So I was just like Yeah sweet I'll go do it Like um, And then I went I ended up going down And Alex Cornered me that night There was Alex My manager Luke Who um, And uh, Another manager Spider Is what we call him um, And I went down I fought It was three rounds Went to decision And I lost on a Unanimous decision Uh but yeah, it was it was a good fight. I'm sure it wasn't unanimous. I, I'm pretty sure I smashed him. I nearly, I I like he he blacked out. Like he like I need him in the head. He fell to the ground, and then was like, I don't know what happened. I just woke up on the floor. Like yeah, um, but yeah, he, he definitely looked worse than I did. So when you say Alex just in your corner, that's mm-hmm. Alex that you're referring to. He's a UFC champion, right? Yeah. Now, he's currently, like, yeah. he's, he's what, currently he's holding pound the belt. For pound the best now, ranked oh, the best. Yeah. If he's not, he is now. No, no, <laughs> he, he is. I saw yeah. the rankings. He's insane. The dude's an animal, like, but he's yeah. not just insane. He's been dominating everybody. Yeah, like not even close. It's never been close, and never. I think I've well the Ortega fight. I've never no no because I know hmm. jujitsu. It's inhuman what Alex did. Yeah. Like, like Ortega's a very, very accomplished jiu-jitsu guy. And Alex is like a more of a brawler. But clearly, in MMA at that level, you know a lot of everything. Mm. But the guy had him deep. Like, Alex's head was red. And he that's pure... Um, willpower. Uh, willpower. Yeah. He just didn't tap. And, like, let me explain something. 
if I choke you with my arm and I let go because my arm hurts mm. before you let go because <clears throat> your neck hurts, you're a freak. Yeah. Like, like if my arm gives out before your neck, that's mm. what happened. Yeah. The guy had to let go. Yeah. The guy's like, I can't squeeze anymore. Yeah. And Alex just refused to tap. Yeah. Like it wasn't even, he was caught. Mm. He was losing, but he just refused to tap. I think there was a couple of submissions in that. There was more than one. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, the, Two, but in jujitsu, see, it's, you're so good is sometimes the problem <laughs> because you know it was deep. Yeah. You know your world class mm. and then the guy doesn't tap. Mm. So like it's same as boxing. If I come up to you with our size difference and hit you strongest, everything I got in the face and you don't blink, go, okay, I'll give it another shot and I do, and you don't blink, I have no way to win anymore. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, but that was everything I had. And that's what happened. Mm. I'll take it like broke his... Uh, Balkanovsky like, broke his spirit. He's yeah. Like, this is just <laughs> he had him in like I can't make him tap. That's my best shot. And yeah. he got him in a triangle. Yeah. I'm, you can't... How did he get out of a triangle? <laughs> Insane. That was one of the best fights I've ever watched. Yeah. That was a really good fight. It, easy, the best in the world, pound for pound right now. That's so this UFC champion cornered you down there in Canberra mm. and then that sort of propelled you into more pro fights. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kept fighting after that. I think my next... Yeah, but so uh, He was amateur still, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my next fight after that was actually an elimination gauntlet. Uh, multiple fights in one night. Whoa. Yeah. That was spicy. Yeah. <laughs> that is real spicy. What was that like? It was a long night. <laughs> <laughs> How many fights? Uh, I think it was three Whoa. in the one night. The first couple were like 19 seconds long. And then the third one was five rounds. Oh, God. But like the worst feeling is is like... I swear, and I still swear to this day, that they said the final fight would be three three-minute rounds because you've already mm-hmm. fought several times. And this is for our heavyweight belt. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Anyway, smashing this dude. This is a rematch between me and the guy that I had my first pro fight. It ended up. Okay. Yeah, the Canberra guy. Yeah. yeah. So we both ended up in the finals. Both had very quick fights beforehand. And then in the rematch, we get to the end of the three minutes and I'm like dead on the ground. I'm like, that's it. It's done. Like I just whooped him for three minutes. This is mine. And then they're like, get up. You got another round. I was like, what? And I'm like disputing with the ref yeah. and the tournament organizer. Like you said three rounds. They're like, no, no, it's five. Because you've got to pace yourself. Yeah. As, like if you know it's five, you got to fight yeah. for it. So it got in my head. I think I got whooped for the fourth round. And then I come back strong in the fifth. So You got there? I got the unanimous. Woo! So. And you were about, what, 20, 19, 20, 21? I, think I was 20 at that point. Awesome. Which is also very young to be fighting at oh, that yeah. level. Yeah. Like, I, I would love to have the fights that I had then at the age I am now or even with the maturity I have now because mm. just your whole mindset's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And your body's still developing. Even yeah. though you, 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 no doubt you were massive back then, you're still you're inside your tent, like everything's still developing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think your peak of strength is 20. No. It's no. Like 25, even 30, like... The way they are now, it's mm. like thirty-year-olds pee. Because yeah. Alex would be your age, right? No, he's thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah, and he's at his peak, like at his peak. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah. The guy's well, peak. They reckon heavyweights peak between thirty and forty. Yeah. Yep. So, because it's that like that dense well, you, strength. You <laughs> lose your speed before you lose your strength, anyway. So. But the, but a lot of it is that like um, dense. Mm. <laughs> I know that from jujitsu, like. The older guys, the guys are in their forties, fifties. It's just that like, old man strength. Man, don't Where move. does it come from? Yeah, yeah they don't move. <laughs> like, Is it just the arthritis? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
But you know what's funny is strength does come from immobility as well. If you're hypermobile, you're not strong. We got guys that you can't make them tap from an armbar because they're double jointed. Mm. They also have no, like there's no way he could armbar me because he's not strong enough to move my arm. It Mm. kind of comes together. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this was all amateur. Like when did you get paid? Did you get paid for the Canberra fight? Yeah, I got paid for all my fights. So they're all pro technically. I understand what you mean by amateur, but. So amateurs like dictionary you know, definition. They're yeah. pro fights. You're getting you're getting paid. Yeah. They're not for fun. Yeah, yeah. You're turning it's up. It's prize for fighting. Yeah, yes, yeah. all the time. Did you so organization wise? Mm-hmm. Did you fight for any? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I fought for. There was a group going around for a while called uh, Combat Eight that was run by oh, what's that singer's name? Shannon Knowles' cousin. <laughs> Shannon That's random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what about me? I haven't heard that so, theme. So it Shannon Noll actually did the theme song for the show and he would come out live and it would be Shannon Noll rapping to like a heavy rock song. Oh, God, <laughs> that would have been Of course good. he did. Yeah. Does he still have the old tickler? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He did. Help he did. <laughs> um, so I fought a few times for them. Uh, I fought for the AFC, the Australian Fighting Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is where I peaked at the number one spot in the country. Wow. Yeah. Um, so how many fights in total had you had up to that point when you got the championship belt? I think that was my 11th. Jeez. Somewhere around there. It was over 10. Okay. Um, and then I eventually lost to Taitui Vasa. Ah. We know him. He's a good guy. The shoey guy. Yeah. Shoey Vasa. <laughs> when did that fight happen? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say I couldn't remember it because I got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> oh, he got you, did he? <laughs> Big time. Have you you've seen him fight? Uh, I first met him when he was about 14 or 15. I used to live with, um, I was best mates. Well, he's still a very close friend of mine uh, with a guy out in Manny County. And I lived with them for a little bit when I was about 19. So I think Tui Vasa back then, he was probably around Fourteen, fifteen. Do you know what the problem Still is? And he, fifty kilos. He was, he was, he was in the same rugby league. They were playing for St Mary's, mm. and he, my mate, his younger brother, they were in the same rugby team. Mm. So I used to go along and watch their games sometime on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's where I seen young Tui Vasa as a, as a teenager, and he, he had a temper back then on the field. I can tell you that mm. right now. But Americans are going to watch this and go. Fuck Australia is a small place. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'll know the names if they follow MMA at all. But like, wait, they know everyone there. Yeah. Listen, guy, I haven't met either of those. I've met Rob Whitaker because he's in the same yeah. jiu-jitsu. Whitaker's a cool dude. Whitaker's Hardcore amazing. Hardcore gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He streams. Mm. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. What's crazy is like, especially at the peak of his stardom when he was champ, like he'd go to a beach wrestling contest where like my brother was competing. He's there. No entourage, no mm. one around, which to me is like a pretty big deal. Like I'd have one guy with me, you know what I mean? Because mm. there's always some idiot that'll come up and try and start a fight with you for mm. TikTok. But um, also he'd he'd just like sweep the competition, but like no joking wrestling competition, he'd start on one knee. Mm. Like he he just gentle, didn't want to hurt anyone, but was there to just stay mm. active. Yeah, just impressive. Very very nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, mm. seems that way. I hosted a a thing for him once at North Gong Hotel. Uh, he just come down and um, like met a few of the fans, and we all sat and had lunch together, and he answered questions and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Let's go. Was that your last fight against Ty? No. <laughs> so. So uh, he takes the spot. So yeah, so he took the spot. Um, I mean, well deserved. He's oh, top of the you know food chain now, right? Even still, I get people being like, oh, you lost to Tui Vasa. And I'm like, you know the guy's like one of the best guys, best, scariest dudes in the world. Yeah. Like, who have you fought? What's scary <laughs> is he's he's still having fun. Yeah. Like, he walks in and one-shots some other world-class athlete, mm. does a shoey and just... But he's having fun. He's having a good time. No, no, time. but that's like, scarier. To me, yeah. it's scarier that the person is still in that fun mindset. Yeah. When there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in prize money, mm. sponsorships, billionaire owners, but Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, no, no, but the, but that he's natural. What I'm saying is he's he's yeah. not like. I think he just doesn't like he like he. You don't want to put that kind of pressure on yourself, you know. So you yeah. got to have fun with it. Which is insane. Like, you see know, that fire. The thing that you got to enjoy it. The thing that um, I really respect about um what Ty's done is because he had a bad run, hmm. and then he yes. turned it around. Went back I to think basics. You started caring less. Over, yeah, <laughs> overcame it. Like yeah. that's respect. I love a comeback story. Yeah, I love an underdog. You know, I love that. And when he did that whole, you know, three sixty, mm. I was just like, wow. You know, to me that shows real, um, you know, gumption, maturity. Mm. You know, like oh, I really respect that. That was What's awesome that fight to see. Because not everyone does that. Mm. Some people come in, go up, down, they can't out. handle it. Yeah, you know, mm. you never hear from them again. Yeah. What's that fight he did? The is it ex NFL player? What's the name? Recent, maybe his last fight, second last fight. Mm, I'm having a bit of a mind. But you know who I, the fight I'm talking about? Yeah, where just cracked him at the weirdest angle. Yeah, and the other guy was bigger. Yeah, and he's like an ex NFL player. Um, was Derek Lewis? No, no, no. no. Uh, Curtis Blades. I think so. Yeah. And never fought again, has he? I think that's when he left. <laughs> Ty's very fast. Yeah, but that's very the thing. Very fast. Unassumingly like, on the fast. Back foot. It's just, I mm. think he goes in and brawls, which is kind of what mm. you want to see, but he doesn't go in with like a massive game, game plan. Though. His game plan is I'm not afraid of, when you hit me, I'm going to yeah. hit you back harder. Yeah. And I can imagine him knocking out anyone. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine that you actually fought him. Like that's insane. I, I would yeah. just... I haven't watched that fight we, between we've, you and We've him. actually trained together. I bet, that, yeah, yeah. A few times. Um, I mean, it's a small knit circle, right? There can't yeah. be that many people. It, which was good for me because it was like uh, building up confidence with like throwing hands and stuff like that. So where my specialty lies is uh, with like cage work and mm. wrestling. And like I'm very much like a ground and pound guy. Like I'll find an angle on the ground and I'll ground and pound for days. Yeah. Like that's that's me. Um, and I'll trip and throw and slam and roll people everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh so it was good for me to start training with Ty uh, because he had such big hands. And I, I guess it was almost like, you know, you got to overcome this kind of thing. Like, yes. You, know, you can't be shy. You've, you've had the fight. We're over it. I was a bit sour on it for a little while, as you can understand. Bit of, bit of hurt pride. Uh, but then once we started training together and stuff, and, like, he was fine. He's a nice guy. Like, um, But, yeah. Uh, and then I did what I should have done in the fight which is just shoot the double leg, and he never got back up again. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, in training or your next fight? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the training. Um, That's the thing. Most None of the MMA fighters are one-dimensional, but everyone is one-dimensional with mm -hmm. their expertise. Like, 
people are very good at one thing usually and mm. adept at everything else. Yeah. So you had a few more fights after that against Ty? And no, so I didn't fight Ty again after that. I trained with him. No, but you fought other people after that? Yeah, so I I think I did one fight after that. Um, and it was not a good, a good idea because um, I had not been training. Mm. Um, and in the prep leading up to the fight... I actually got a slightest blood infection in my leg, so I wasn't able to train anyway. Uh, and truth be told, I took the fight because I had just had a big relationship breakdown and was just like, well, fuck it, I'm going to go I'm gonna take a fight. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, against uh, the governor, Ben Edwards. I don't know if you know this guy. He's one of like the best kickboxers in the country. Like, <laughs> he's for Alistair Overeem. Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was like on the, you know, the hype train, going, wanted to make the switch to MMA and go to the UFC and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, sweet, I'll go fight this guy. I'll just throw a double leg, get him on the ground, and that'll be it. Game over. Um, so, yeah, so I went down to the fight. Uh, I jumped in. I did exactly what I just said. I. Shot the double leg. I got him down. I threw about 40 elbows to his face. Um, and then I just, because I hadn't trained, I was a little bit rusty and then left a little bit too much space in the hip and he from side control and he managed to get himself up. And then, yeah, just bad headspace. He literally put like two, three punches on me and I just walked out. So, and then after that, I promised myself I would never take another fight unless I've done at least a hard 12 months training. Yep. So. You still train? Uh, so leading up to, not at the moment, which is why I'm like this, uh, but leading up to the, between the first and second lockdown of COVID, I was training hard because I was like, this is it. I'm going back. I'm ready. My mind frame's good. Mm. It's time to go back. Um, and then the second lockdown kicked in and I went, well, all right, now it's time to open the shop. (laughs) I'll focus on that. Yep. Get the shop going and then. The goal is is that eventually one day the shop will be enough to sustain me a wage so I can go and train and just run the shop. So the MMA door is not fully closed? No, I'd love to go back. Oh, that's awesome. I've always wanted to go back. Yeah, I'll come train with you. How good would that be? (laughs) Cheering on our man in a fight, getting all the fab crowd there. That'd be so good. I I go to, like, we got some MMA guys in the gym. Mm. I definitely watch their fights. It's amazing when it's someone you know. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Because you're like, I'm nervous. How does he feel? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do the same thing with Alex's. I'm, when I'm I watch more nervous Alex's when fights. someone I know yeah. is fighting than when mm. I fight. Like Alex's last fight against Max, mm. man, I was shitting myself watching that whole thing. Even though, even though even though he like destroyed Max, mm. uh, the whole time I was like, oh, come on, Alex. Just hurry up. Let's go. Let's finish it off. <laughs> so... so like, yeah, go. I was just going to say let's um let's talk about the game store because we kind of pivoted off that. Mm. You started out with the Grim Dark Project. So you're 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 a, you're a co-founder here. Let's let's be clear. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's you're you're the face we talk about, but there's the real um the shadow minister. The shadow. Oh jeez, <laughs> is that what we call it? Yes, you yeah, might have to, you might have to you sleep to, here. Too. Yeah, you had to get the passport stamp before you came uh, up here, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, Grimdark is... So the Painting Commission, that's all mine. Mm. Uh, that's where it started. Yep. Grimdark uh, project a couple yep. of years ago. And then I kind of approached, uh, approached this idea to my partner, Emily, that I wanted to do this. And like i got to tell you, Emily's number one. Like She's fantastic. And ever since we've been together, all she's ever said is, I just want you to live your dreams. And like I want to see you do it. Uh, that's cool. 
That's awesome. And then when I told her that I wanted to do the game store, she was 100% on board. She was like, do you think you can make this work? How long ago was that, roughly? About a year and a half ago. Right. We started planning. Um, and what we did is I started with... Um, what, what made you want to do that? Before we go into it, like okay. where, where did that dream come? What was it a gap in the market? Was it a passion, an itch you wanted to yeah. scratch? Where, where did that come from? So I've always been a projects guy. Mm-hmm. Like I always have like a million things on my mind and things that I want to work on and tinker with. Um, so, but I've always wanted a game store and I, me and my friend Liam that I spoke about before, we talked about opening up a game store for years. Um, but it just wasn't the right time for him. Um, so, uh, then I'd sort of poached the idea to Emily, uh, and she was all on board and we started it off with a, we just set up a website, uh, literally just, I went through things and I was like, I don't want to push too far away from what I've already done. So we'll make it grimdark gaming. Um, and then I looked through for artists that I liked to do up some work, some logo work and stuff for us and just gave them a concept and said, this is what I want. This is the branding and the type of image I want to represent. Um, so like, I don't know it's, if any of you have seen the Grim Dark Dragon, um, it's very aggressive, it's bright, it's red. Um, and that was our branding is to be like aggressive competitive players in here. Princess Spike loved that dragon, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I think out of most of the stores I know, your branding is the best. Mm. You know, we actually get a lot of compliments from yeah. other stores that say, I wish we had their branding. Yeah. It's it's an idea. I think you already mm. have it, but for franchising, for sure. I'd love to see more Grimdarks. That'd be yeah. sick. One um, day. One day. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we started with just a website and just selling like cards and stuff on there, booster boxes of bits and pieces of what we could without having a brick and mortar store. Um, and then I was just scouring real estate all the time, like looking for shops and looking at other places and seeing what they were doing. What did they look like? I'd go and drive up, come up to Sydney and check out other stores and that and just see what they looked like, how they merchandised, um, what events were they running. Um and then the local stores for like our area, which is like I claim Illawarra and Shellhaven. Uh so it's a big area. It's like five thousand kilometers mm. <laughs> um squared. Uh and I just saw that they were only doing one thing, which is magic. Um and I just knew that there were so many more game good games out there that mm-hmm. could be played that just aren't supported in our area. Um so yeah, so I spent months looking at real estate, going and bugging real estate agents um, to go and look at different sh- shops and venues to find something that I liked. Um, and then the shop that we have now, I think I had been talking to the real estate agent about that place for about seven months. Like, w- like when is it available? Is you know wh- how much do they want for it? Can I come and have a look at it again? Like, um, the owner of the sh- of this place. The guy that we rent it from, dick bag. Hope he hears this. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just dra- sort of really dragged out the process. Okay. Um, and then, like, wanted more money and uh, mm. there was some dodgy stuff. Like, our rent-free period got cut short because his solicitor took a month to return the paperback work back to us. 
right? But we agreed on a start date. Yeah. But we cut into that start date time. So he was like, no, no, that was the start date a month ago. We just couldn't make him budge. Yeah. So I just sucked it up, said, that's it, whatever. Like, just give me the keys. Like, uh, yeah. And then seven months later, we finally picked up the shop. And then uh, I think that day, I drove to drove up to Sydney to some carpet tile warehouse, loaded up a ute full of carpet tiles, and that was it. We just started working on it from day one, laying carpet tiles, um, getting uh, masking tape and masking out where we were going to put a wall or how we were going to put tables laid out. And Yeah, it was a big job. Whoa, it so. paid off. So you literally, you got the keys seven months ago. That whole thing was empty. Yeah. <laughs> and <we're>, Even <laughs> the... Raised there. The mezzanine was there. Okay, but, but that's there was it. nothing yep. else. And you opened your doors approximately five months ago, six so months ago? It, it was whatever farewell welcome to Wraith was. Okay, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we, Not that, that was, long ago. That was our first event. and that that's was crazy. That was when we opened the doors. So you, li- so you spent maybe a month, maybe two months. Yeah, we literally pumped, I think, out. a month. A month just fitting out the store. Yep. Like, I'm so impressed, like... You go into your store, and I just can't believe that feels established for it five years. It feels like years, it's been right? there, yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah, because like, you go to more established stores and they've done less. Hmm. So you've obviously got an incredible work ethic, and that's one of the things I harp on about, you know, to would be game store owners or people I know. I know a lot of people that own shops because hmm. um, I've been in and around this community for so long, and, you know, I always say to them, sure, you've got to have a passion for games and be an enthusiast, but. You have to have a bit of business now, and you have yep. to want to work hard. Mm. You know, it, it, uh, whether you want to be successful, I, my, I believe in any field. Running a small business, doing anything, you you can't get around the fact that you're going to need to put some hours in, especially yeah. when you first open. You guys have clearly done that. Yeah, no, it's been a big slog. Like, def- definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without Emily and like a few of our friends, like their help. Um, like, there's been many a nights where Emily and I were there from like sunrise get breakfast go to the shop and then we were working all day trying to get this place sorted until like late at night most nights i don't think we get back till 11 o'clock and then we both work full-time jobs as well so we both will get up at about between six and eight go to work and then finish work i usually finish about two three go straight to the shop package orders and that that have come through for delivery go to the post office do all of that do the banking uh, make sure the shop's presentable um, we've got a casual and a part-timer now to help out. Um, so usually I leave one of them there and then I'll go pick up Emily as soon as she finishes and we'll drive back and start running our events. So and she's there right now. Yes, she is there right now <laughs> running three events. <laughs> shout out to Emily. Yeah, big shout out. Like even though that's like maybe not sustainable, that that's burning the candle at both ends. Oh, 100%. It, it must feel... You know, you must feel fulfilled and, and have a lot of that satisfaction, you know, after putting in those hours and seeing I your dream come together. Like, it must feel incredibly yeah, rewarding, right? I think, and this is going to sound really, really cheesy. Like, if you love what you do, it's not really work kind of thing. And I think that's how I find it. Like, for me, like, I, like if I, when I was in the jails, I hated being at work for 12 hours on a shift. It sucks. You're counting down every minute. You're drinking 20 coffees a day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, as soon as you're standing at the gate, you're waiting for them to call it correct so you can get out. Like, uh, you know, like, but with the store, like, even when we get home at 11 o'clock, like, there'll be times where I'll jump on the computer and I'll be tinkering with things, whether on the website, like, or entering products in and I'll be up till two o'clock in the morning. Mm. 
Like, and it is 100% burning the candle at both ends. But I need that to that wick to be as long as it can <laughs> for as long as possible. Look, it's, so. I, I don't <laughs> necessarily agree. So I, I worked three jobs for a short period in my life. Mm. So worked for Mercedes-Benz, 8 a.m. to 5. Mm. Went home, quickly ate, went cleaning job all night, mm. then Uber drove, right? My mum was like, you're going to die. <laughs> and I go, no, because I got a goal. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, I'm not doing it to support a drug had, habit. Like yeah. I needed the money mm. for house deposit and I figured I can do it. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you know, it's other things that fall off. It, yeah. it, it's, uh, you'll, you'll maybe see your parents less often and friends less often and you won't game as much. But yeah. I, I, I think of your... Because I know you have a goal mm. and the shop's already, anyone looking in from the outside would say it's successful. You would know the books and what mm. else you need to do, but the shop is full when we go. <laughs> like yeah. all, all the events I've been to, which are the larger events, skirmishes and mm. pro, they're always full. Like your, your seating capacity is nearly at peak. Yeah. You've got stock on the shelves. You've got single selling people at the counter all the time. Um, just do it. <laughs> yeah, Because that's also how most businesses start is mm. you don't get paid at the start but it pays very well at yeah. the later stage and, and it all it all balances out yeah i think that's what i'm hoping and i'm also very paranoid when it comes to stuff like that like for me i need to know that our personal finances are sorted because yeah. we've bootstrapped the whole thing like yeah i can imagine like all that stock and stuff if that's yeah yeah you, your shop's full like <laughs> Yeah, it was it was big. Mm. Like, and putting a lot of our own personal like finances into it to buy stock, like uh, to get it kicked up off the ground and yep. and whatnot. And like, I think like uh, like we don't take anything back from the store. Like we don't like we don't take money back. Like everything stays in the store, goes back into the store, and like you know how they say like oh save your money, it will compound on itself and all that. Like that's for us is what we that's want what the store to do yeah. to grow it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And to make it the how, place. How is it looking? I don't know how much you want to go into numbers, but. It looks good. Talk to me. Um, it looks fine. Uh, I think we're definitely, like, from where we started to where we are now, like, huge improvements. W- would you say it's profitable? Yes. And is that only because you don't pay yourself? Or, or realistically, if you paid yourself, would it actually sustain you? Not that you would now, but is it at that position yet? Not. Not to where it would be comfortable. Yeah. Um, but if you fired everyone and just worked there yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. Uh, but then that would slow down the progress no, no, of the store. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. You're just putting money in. Yeah. You have, you're, you're taking money from someone else's pocket yeah. eight hours a day. Yeah. I think my, my biggest thing is, is like, so the relationship breakdown I mentioned before put me like that and like other factors, like I went into a very bad situation with debt mm. and had a substantial amount of debt to pay off. I am debt free. Awesome. <laughs> like, awesome. I am so it's like- It's the best feeling. Afraid <laughs> of having to go back to like borrowing money. Yeah. Like we've got our mortgage and that's, that's it. That's different. Like, that's that's <laughs> some of the only good debt you yeah. can have is like, at least it's- property like we've we've been talking about because we only have the one car between us and we just make that work mm. and we've been talking about like oh maybe we'll just go finance a car and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> look I, I i'll tell you if it helps the advice you're smart enough to figure this out houses put a five percent mm. deposit doesn't matter you shouldn't ever lose mm. worst case scenario in a house you, you lose some you 
stay in it for five years yeah. and it, it's a profit anyway. Cars, I think the magic number is like 30, 35%. Finance mm. a Lamborghini, it doesn't matter, but calculate how much a one-year-old car is worth mm. of exactly what you're buying and make sure you cover that in the deposit. That way, shit hits the fan, you sold the car and you're yeah. not in debt. Because people that would come in and buy cars for like 5% deposits or no deposits, yeah, like you're an idiot. It's a depreciating asset. Yeah, yeah, if you 100%. panic tomorrow, like tomorrow you lose your job, you're also down $10,000 because there's $10,000 tax on that thing. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. So you, yeah, do you I get think, what I mean? I think Because car just, finance is fairly safe. Just don't go in over your head. No, nah, I think I think what we're going to do is we're just going to pay cash. We'll just get a little A to B yeah. and I'll probably just use that. Uh, just to do running around. Get an electric bike. That's all I have. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, man, I run a I ran a household yeah. for sixteen years on one car. Yeah, so it can be it's done. It's doable. Oh, we we only got a second vehicle in the last um, you know four months. Does five it feel months. like a, a really big luxury? To be honest, not. I don't know. To be honest, not. <laughs> yeah, probably so your, probably your not kids don't prices. drive yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. Actually, like, um, we'd made it work for so many. Okay, caveat. Sorry. Out of that sixteen years, I had a company vehicle for about ten of those. Okay, so okay, so big caveat though. Two but cars. for the few years leading up to getting this second car, we, we were on one car. Mm. But yeah, so that that is a caveat in there. I don't want to m- misrepresent the story here, but. Again, it you know, it, it is convenient, mm. but um, I guess when you get used to um, making something work for so long, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're pretty much kind of like it's working, like it's fine. And that's mm. why it's kind of been on the back burner the whole car thing. Well, you're building something, it's yeah. Like like we were saying before, it's easy to stay motivated when you're building something for yourself. Mm. It's very hard when you're building it for someone else. Yeah, I haven't had a job in three years. I won't have a boss. Because yeah. that feeling of like, mm. I'm solving problems, I'm making... Man, I've made people rich. Yeah. I can get them on the podcast. They will say, yeah, actually, John made me rich. Like, no joke. All right, so well, next come year... come on, man. Ne- when are you, you going to make me so, rich? So next year when I, I come to, back... No, no, no. It's a shit feeling. Do I need to take a ticket? It's a shit feeling when your work... We'll go stand in ha- line. Hashtag, when's John going to make Timmy rich? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I worked for a solar company. So I've worked in solar for a while. Very quick story. Um, this guy was a Chinese uh, national mm. importing solar equipment. He was an imported distributor of solar equipment. Okay. He's like, oh, I, sh- I should compete with these retailers. Poached me off the company I was in. Goes, look, I'll pay you whatever you want. But you got to put in like six months building it first. So I'm like, I can do that. You, know, <laughs> you pay me $50,000, so $25,000 for six months. I'll build everything from scratch. Commission structure, quoting templates, procedures, everything. Um, this sounds dodgy. I, I did it. I, I've, I, was a, I was a sales director for the company. Mm. Six months in, I have four salespeople all on commission only. One of them is made averaging $4,000 a week in commission. So imagine how much money the company was making. Mm. I'm mm. on 800 bucks a week, <laughs> right? And the agreement was I'd be on 150. He just didn't renew the contract. Yeah, that's what I was he, about to... Yep. I see his ads on my fucking Facebook feed. <laughs> yep. It's my commission structure. I, 
I created something other solar companies weren't doing mm. where it was commission only, but man, like, okay, most sales jobs, the KPIs are impossible to hit, right? Like yeah. they're like, they're like skewed, like cars was like that. That's why I couldn't last in cars very long. Like you've got to sell 10 cars to make livable money. So what they do is when everyone in the dealership is averaging 10, they bump it to 11. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> or they go hire five new salespeople. That's the other trick they do. <laughs> so you got to, anyway, I created something that worked, man. And and I was so mentally burnt out. I refused to do, like people were then, friends of mine, like, let's just do it ourselves. I'm like, I'm never doing it again. Like, yeah. fuck that. Be like, ah, oh, we'll start our own. I'm like, I'm not already, like starting your own is much worse than, you know, than importing yourself. And I didn't have that kind mm. of capital either. But um, building something for yourself is different. That feeling of like hitting goals and achieving something and then yeah. watching someone else. <laughs> like if you bought a franchise game store and then you're number one in the country, does not feel the same. Yeah, so I, al I almost bought into good but games. But it doesn't feel the oh, same. Oh, you must feel good you didn't. No, no offense, good games, but no uh, offense, yeah, no, none intended. No, no, but uh, but but good games is not what you would want a store to be. No, see, that's the difference. The reason I didn't was because it wouldn't be me. Yeah. Like, it's not what I I wouldn't be able to do all the stuff. I didn't feel like I would have the freedom to do what I wanted, and I also don't no longer want a boss. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why it doesn't feel like, like and, you're burning the candle. And I find yeah. some of those franchises, not going to name any names, but um, the way they set up those franchises are quite predatory mm. in nature. Um, yeah. I can't share too much, obviously, because I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I think you made the right decision. Yeah. I I, right decision. I, I know that I made the right decision and I, I can feel that. Mm. I've actually had people reach out to me because... Uh, and I'll probably get myself in trouble here, but because they had heard that I was going to franchise from someone at GG, and then they've contacted me saying, why didn't you? <laughs> like a <laughs> reference. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you, look, I think like... Nothing really. I just, I, did, I wanted my dragon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, That's usually what I come back with. Yeah. <laughs> I think my dragon's better. It's your I, baby, yeah. right? Like that, you know. I think it's, you wouldn't be burning that candle. Wouldn't be as long, mm. no. I believe, if it was a franchise. Oh no way! It wouldn't. And, and be, having no. to share. So, uh, I don't know anything about the Good Games model, other than they have franchises and mm. they have company stores and they have half halves. Yeah, yeah. But most franchises, in my experience, I worked for Godfrey's for a whole chunk of time, and they were franchise mainly. Uh, that that five ten percent reinvestment money that you're doing like whatever profit you make in a year that you sink back in hmm. usually goes into a franchise fee yeah and your growth is not limited if the franchisee franchisor whatever the head company is investing it back in to advertise you know what i mean yeah so so the way franchises like why mcdonald's it was successful i don't think see even mcdonald's their system's flawed is they take all the money and profit and then they reinvest it in marketing and big big promotions and sponsorships yeah. right but if you have a franchise brand that takes your money and then spends it and doesn't reinvest it back in the brand you're just giving away your growth yeah now when you do it yourself there's also more risk but at least you can control yeah that compounding investment most franchise systems are just someone raking in money mm. while if if let's say down the track i go hey i want to do a grimdark in the hills area 
to use the brand. Mm. But then when you run 1K events, we both can reap yeah. the benefits of advertising and sell more tickets and yeah. you got more negotiation with suppliers and stuff. That's when a franchise is yeah. very, very profitable and for everyone involved. Yeah. I think real estate, my uncle owned like a professional's franchise. It was good when it was good because mm. the owners of the professionals the millions of mo- dollars they made every month that were sinking right back into the brand. That, yeah. that's, that works, but people get greedy. Mm, and I, f- I feel like good games don't have that. Good games isn't spamming me with marketing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't feel like you know that they're the only place to go or they have exclusive this. I think it's just like a, they make enough money and they just keep it as is, but mm. I don't f- see it as like a growing there. Mm their stores you know what i mean doesn't feel like that yeah like while yours even the events you're doing all off the top of your head way better than anything any like aside from flesh and blood themselves yeah (laughs) you're running pretty good events yourself yeah look i think we run a pretty good show like um i think we like everything is like from a player's perspective what would i want to see as a player like what would i go to an event championship belt 100%. 100%. Yeah. If you missed this on, on our socials, talk to me and I took photos of them. The belts. So there's four belts, games, four games you did? Six. Six games. In total. Mm. Wow. So we did. Was that was that always, sorry to interrupt you, was that always the strategy, the store, go wide into multiple gaming systems? You play you've all played a lot. Games, you've played yeah. a hell of a lot. Was that your... So I can play... Just double checking my facts here. I, I'm just thinking about what games we have in the store at the moment. Uh, so I can play. I'm going to say 90 percent of the games that we have in store. Like I, I could sit down and play straight straight away. I might ask a question, be like, "Oh, do, if I do, I have but to do you this? know the mechanics and yeah, you can pick up a deck and yep, Digimon, Dragon Ball, Pokemon. What's your favorite? Do you don't have to say Flesh and Blood. What's your favorite to play? I'm going to get shot. No, say it. Whatever. Say it. Say it. Who yeah. cares? Uh, look, my, my favorite game is Dragon Ball Super Card Game. I was going to guess that from uh, how you're talking Dragon about Dragon Ball it. Tattoo. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, and I grew up with it. It's mm. nostalgic. Whereas, like, I don't think they, they will get there. I don't think Flesh and Blood has really hit the mark where it is nostalgic for people yet. No. Which is why I think people are still suckers for magic. And Pokemon. So, yeah. did you, were you into the cartoon of Dragon Ball before the cards? Oh. Did you ever try turning into a Super Saiyan as a kid? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got okay. into fighting, man. The only, the only exposure I had to Dragon Ball when I was very, very young, my one of my best mates, big shout out, Eldon, he's still here before he goes back to Hong Kong. Um, uh, when they immigrated here, they lived close by. Anyway, long story, when I was very young, I used to go to their house and they had all the uh, all the Dragon Ball cartoons they'd bring from mm. Hong Kong and they'd have like CDs before anyone in Australia had CDs, basically. They had like these crazy big CDs that were like the size of records, just stupid yeah. shit. And they had all these old Dragon Balls and I used to just watch it and it was all in um, Cantonese. Mm. So I couldn't understand it. And I just thought, like, what is but that? But you knew Freezer was getting punched in the face. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, to be honest. But um, to be honest, the, the art, the style, it never captured my imagination. Fair enough. I, I'm a high fantasy guy. Okay. Okay. High fantasy is my, is my How thing. How old were you? <laughs> When I first saw it, shit. Um, and do you mean high as in like... Like Warhammer? Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah, um, Would you know. call it medieval fantasy? or well, It's called know. high fantasy, yeah, high right? Fantasy. Like, but I also oh, like sci-fi as well. Where's the high part come from? That's, I don't know. That's what it's, it's coined it as. High, it's just high elves or something, right? 
No, it's called. They call it high fantasy. Okay. I don't know why, but shit. I'm gonna Google. Oh, the I need to Google. I'm gonna check. Google the definition. Yeah, but that, <laughs> it's it's no, it's known as high I fantasy. What you're like saying. traditional Dra- fantasy, Dragon like, Dra- like dwarves, elves, okay. orcs, goblins. I think it is called high fantasy, it's like called, the genre. Yeah, it, when you because me- I feel medieval's its own thing, right? That's like medieval is necessarily the, magic and dragons. Yeah, yeah. medieval's a, 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 a like a historical period. Right? High fantasy, I'm thinking like. Wood elves, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like but that. That's Dragon exactly right. One hundred percent focused on kids. High yeah. fantasy is like, yeah. like that's so why I'm curious how old you were when you got a. When I seen to a shit, I like I don't know five, six years okay. old, maybe very, very young. Yeah, um, didn't appeal to you. No, none of the anime stuff did as as a kid for me. Like Sailor Moon, any of that early stuff. It it just anime style. I never yeah. got into it. Like I said, I was more into. Um, you know, I like Ninja Turtles. Oh my god! You know, Transformers. Sure, love that shit. You know, they had a card game. Yeah, they did. Yeah, apparently it was a great success. Ninja Turtles. No, Transformers. Transformers okay. failed, and then they just shut it. That's mm. a, well by Wizards. Warcraft had had one as well. They all went under. Um, but yeah, getting back to that, like, um, so Dragon Ball Super's your you jam. Started with the cartoon, went mm. into the card game. Yeah, uh, when the card game came out, I remember when the previews came out. I was just like, okay, I'll have a look. Um, and it was like magic, but way better. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, way, way better. The I think the artworks is what really got me, and the way that they do their foiling is insane. Like, yeah, yeah. the you, cards are pretty. Oh, sick. There is nothing better than like opening up your opening hand and then your whole shirt glows. Whoa, from like, we've got a Timmy in the house. <laughs> yeah, whoop, whoop, whoop. No, no, but they do like the best. Yeah, I think. Where are Why, they mates? Weiss right? quality, Japan, Japan. Yeah, Weiss Schwartz quality is close to it, but more bland. Mm. Dragon Ball is yeah. like when you hit one of those. Like, I've, see, I've Weiss, actually got Weiss, some. I th- see, Weiss Schwartz is like I believe a lot of it is just cut straight Co- from copied, the anime. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Dragon Ball artworks are fully redone artworks. Yeah. Some of them might represent scenes, but they're all like drawn for the card game. It's amazing. Right. I love the the art. I I I grew up in the Middle East pretty strict parent we didn't even like i think we weren't even allowed to watch ninja turtles because of the violence so we knew from school and stuff but we weren't like we we read more than we watched anything mm. so by by the time i was the age of exploring this stuff most of it had passed mm. me by yeah um but i got into dragon ball more recently like mm. watching it from episode one like man this is a huge task Nah, just <laughs> watch do yourself a favor yeah. just watch the dragon ball z kai Okay. It, it breaks out. It takes all the filler out. Yeah. This is a lot psh, of filler. There is. So just watch Kai. It's very hard it takes as an it, adult. I think it takes it from like 380 episodes down to like 120. Yeah. No, I watched, so I watched all of the original Dragon Ball hmm. and then got to Dragon Ball Z. I don't know. It's great IP, but still, I'm just too old. See, we talk about art. People get into these games, I think, based on art or nostalgia. These guys have some of the best art I've ever seen. Yeah. I I think this is why I'm excited for Sorcery. Hmm. I don't want another main game, but the art from the Hmm. minute you see it, you can tell that I think the guy's. I did actually look into that. Like I said, I would. I I will take you up on that offer. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Um, The thing that's nice is it's non digital. Yeah. No, no, but also just like. It's it, so Flesh and Blood has a positive, which is like you know I play Dory. Ninety nine percent of the cards are Dory looking mm-hmm. cards. The deck look like yeah. I and it's it's high quality art. Sorcery has this like 
these cards are from different dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> like the elements are different, but then there's like, there's so many different artists mm. and so many different takes on things. But, you know, it's not like attack actions and stuff. It's all, yeah. every card is like its own thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like early magic art. It's, it's, it's eclectic. Very, cool. very eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. Very, and, and I really just want the cards. I'll play it a little bit because I'm sort of, willing to jump into a new game magic i'll never touch because i do not want to i understand the mechanics i don't want to have to know five thousand ten thousand cards i have to catch up mm-hmm. flesh and blood i already joined late enough sorcery is like when it comes out i'll play you're, in, it. you're at the start yeah i'll you're try it oh, I'll flesh try and blood it. we're pretty og okay no, i know but i started after monarch like what i'm saying is i still feel like i could catch up. i pretty much know all the cards in the game like some i'll have to pick up and hmm. read but it, I'm not going to be like, what is that card? I've seen it before. I just can't remember what the text mm. is. I don't magic. Like, Speaking no. of art, what's mm. your favorite flesh and blood art? You already know. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I a know. lot. I have a. It's hard. Yeah, I don't. Like the li- the library as a landscape. What's the first thing you think of for flesh and blood? The first card, first artwork. Like if you just say flesh and blood, I just think. He's going to bo- say I just romping think, club. No, no. I just think. Of, I just think of Bolton. I yeah, just think of that you. deck. Any card in that deck, that whole style and that's of art. What I mean. I'm not saying it's my favorite art, but if you have to say, you know, when you think of a flesh and blood, mm. something comes mm. to your mind. But there's plenty of flesh and blood cards that I love the artwork that I I don't play them, mm. but I just look at them and I can just stare at them for like minutes. Okay. They just captivate me, and I'm just like, holy shit! Yeah, you Bolton know? does have some really nice uh, artwork specs around here. Yeah, I think part of the art is your Bolton deck. The light cards, mm. the sabers, like that. The, do you know what I mean? It like, has a flow. As in, uh, mm. This is something I've been trying to work on. Like my my wizard, my female wizard playmate was like, mm. I want Kano, Kano's right? armor on a female with uh, the the weapon mm. in Volcor with the volcano. They're like four different cards in that art. Mm. You could describe Bolt the Bolton deck to an artist. And you could make an art piece from the deck. Like you could go, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like mm. you could combine Bolton, but in the Lumina stance with the light and the sword and he looks like he's healing and light around him. And it, it, like, it's it's a whole thing. But then there's individual cards. And then there's like the library, which you don't play in your deck, but you're like, mm. holy crap, how did this guy? So I've been told by a professional artist that it looks like it's a photograph. The library. That's how we got the mm. mm-hmm. like. Cool. He's he's done a photograph or used a photograph and of like an out. old cathedral, yeah. and then gone. I like. Well, you got to draw your inspiration from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah. but like, in a good way. Like he's put the lines because mm. it's very hard to paint lines yeah. like the library. That's why it's such an impressive like mm. landscape. Yeah. What's your favorite art? Do you have one? Or? Yeah. Uh, Showtime. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Crippling Crush. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mangle. <laughs> I see a theme here. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah, a theme. Yeah. So are you uh, you're a guardian? Yeah. Is that your... No, no, real guardian. He doesn't yeah, play. The, the, the people call me that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a Bravo, yes. particularly. Man, yes. you should... Co- oh, I told you he should cosplay as Bravo because he's so big. Imagine he rocks up. No, no. Imagine if he rocks up in Bravo gear. Uh, I reckon star of the show. You just no, no, grow it doesn't your matter. hair out, just, bro. Just be- because... I, I actually 
cosplayed Carl Drogo once. Yeah, absolutely. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Emily Jesus. was like cropping his did ex you just have, out. Did you just have Daenerys <laughs> up on your shoulder? No, no, no. His like, ex so my, was my ex was Daenerys, and Emily was like <laughs> cropping, putting it her, cropping it out <laughs> when I showed John the photo. Oh, please show <laughs> she, me. She was after being this. funny. She was being no, funny. She's a good ex. She doesn't yeah. get jealous. She's no, no, no. Girl. She was being funny yeah. about it. Yeah. It's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're Bravo. Can you imagine him at the cosplay? I do play Bravo. Okay. So I do have everything I need to possibly play Bravo in at home, double sleeved. Um, I now have a cold foil tectonic plate again. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you do. I swapped them for some uprising cases. So, uh, see, when I moved back to the South Coast and I tried to get Liam, my mate, I'm looking at you, um, to jump in and play the game with me, he was like, no, 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 not playing another card game ever again. Um, Destiny went down the drain, not mm. doing it again. And then uh, Emily and I debate about this, but I thought I was being the good boyfriend and getting rid of all my junk. So I was like, well, I've got no one to play fab with. I'm not driving to Sydney every week to go and play it. And then I spoke to my mate Phil and was like, should I sell any of these? And he's like, oh, well, some of those are like, you know, you can get some money, like 150 bucks a, col- a, a tectonic plate. Blah, blah, blah. Cold foil. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so, Phil. Yeah. Wait, so, did he buy them for that? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I know, I know. I know. He, he's, he's good. But yeah. so then I sold everything off and then everything else, all the rest of that alpha stuff just went straight in the bin. Just space saving. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I, I, I did that the boyfriend. other day. I All my bulk's gone. I just can't. Like, I'm in an apartment. Hmm. You can sell so much of it. But really, if I gave you like, 4,000 uprising Bronson comments. is crying right no, no, now no, if no, you no. threw out Alpha Bulk. Are you kidding? I'm <laughs> throwing that $1.30 a card right now, Alpha Bulk. I'm not selling that. I'm saying like my uprising bulk is just not... Like maybe yeah. one day it's worse. I, just, no, I can't keep it in the house. But that's, that's like a 10-year investment. Which is not going to happen. Like if I had a triple garage and mm. <laughs> chuck it in the corner. A library about. like the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. But see, to be honest, for space... Mm. I'd put something more valuable and smaller in it. Yeah. Like bulk is like to make real money, yeah. what I'd consider real money, I'd literally need this apartment full of bulk. Yeah. To ever make like twenty, thirty thousand yeah, bulk. I, you know what I mean? I so only I'd rather have heard about bulk investors like a few months back, actually. And how they like yeah. I think it's big in magic, right? They buy someone, all the bulk. Yes. And then every couple of years they pull some out and sell them and make like thirty cents a card. And then they put the rest. Yeah, away. but they paid one center card, which yeah. is like it's actually if you have so Saint Hung does this mm. um, on a higher scale because he has a big like eBay store, I believe, and um, he definitely has a lot of magic bulk, old magic mm. bulk. But the real money is in ten cent cards going yeah. to fifty cents. It's not in your harder findles not going to have the same appreciation ever because it's already appreciated. Yeah. What happens is a one cent rare that no one plays suddenly like chains of eminence might be having a resurgence pro tour winner wins with chains of eminence in the deck suddenly if you're sitting on a thousand chains of eminence which no i think it's super rare right like no one has in their deck Mm. no Mm. one wanted red unmovables was the good example before Mm. starvo that was a nothing card unmovable that's the the three cost yeah Yeah, no one wanted it Mm. it became a staple my For fa- a short period of time. But if you've got your bulk sorted, you could just go, oh, here's 50 unmovables, bang, 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 and you're like 100x your money. Mm. Yeah. 
but you have to have the patience and the space. Yeah. And they're two things like with sorting bulk, I will never sort my bulk. It's <laughs> always been hard to do in Australia. Um, yes. I tried to do this a few times with magic. Well, I did it quite regularly, not to make money, just because I like doing it. So when a new set would get announced, I'd look at the rares, right? And I'd, and I'd pinpoint cards that had an ability that had never been printed before. Okay, so I'd, I'd look at abilities and I'd look like, okay, a um, couple of examples I can give you that I did okay with is um, that two, I think it was a two-drop red card, Eidolon of... Uh, great re- of Great Rebel. Yeah, was that the one? Yeah. It's like whenever someone casts a spell... A non-creature spell. Three damage or two damage? Yeah, if someone casts a spell under a certain uh, converter mana cost, they'd get pinged for two or mm. three or whatever the case. Anyway, a card like that had never been printed. And on release, these things were dirt cheap or at pre-release. Mm. Like, that, like, they were dirt cheap. So I scooped up a bunch, not heaps, but 10 or 12, right? Mm. I was paying a few bucks per card. Okay, and they, they just went up 5, 10, 15, 20. They just kept going up. Same thing I did with Colligan's Command. Same thing. I bought like 20 for $2 each because, yeah. you know, it, I just saw the modes on it. I was like, holy shit, I've never seen a card do that before. Mm. And I just bought them and I just saw, oh, well, I need a play set. And then I can sell five play sets. That's the mm. way I thought. But you could never do it at scale in Australia because we no. don't have a TCG player. We're not like America. You can't mass dump cards. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I can't like go on TCG player List and buy, or yeah. buy 100. Yeah. I can't just go on TCG player and buy 150 calls in commands and then flip them six months later. Mm. I, I, can't, I don't have the means to do that. I think yeah. Noah's working on it. There are a couple people. If that he fails, work. I'm. I'm going to have a meeting with um, card tech, card merchant. What are they called? Card market in the in Europe. Who's the big one? Card market, I think. Okay. And TCG. I can't imagine those two companies don't have the resources so to do a .au. Did you hear about like, you know, binder pause? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I use. Binder pause. What do you yeah. think of it? It's okay. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. I've got my my nitpicks, but yeah. Uh, I, I use binder pause as well, which is like you know. Why doesn't Digimon have automatic pricing yet? It's <laughs> game's been out for so long. Like, mm. come on, guys. Uh, but uh, TCG player, just I Owns think they just bought Binderpause and chun- yeah. in doing that, Channel Fireball. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, now, now I want to know what happens to me. I don't think anything happens. Not yet. I, I've asked. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. But I think. Do we get access? No, no, it could to be all a very. I think it's going to okay. be a very good thing. So let oh me, yeah, it'll I'll, be great. I'll tell you some behind the scenes stuff you may not know. Tell me, <laughs> give, give me the gas. <laughs> give um, me the gas. I believe that. Okay, uh, for a while, TCG player. Let's go. Let's talk about Louis from Kitchen Table TCG for oh, a second. Please, no, no, no. no, no. It's <laughs> God, don't. So get he had started. a he had a price tracker, and I was curious about how they get the pricing. I'm like, isn't the easy? Because everyone wants to check TCG players, mm. isn't that the easiest place to check? Yeah. I was told by because I was trying to uh, compete with him publicly. I was like, I'll just make one for free, but you weren't allowed to scrape TCG player anymore. Like they shut it off. So if you if they detected your website pinging theirs to just take all the data, they would block you. But Bindapos was doing it this whole time. So I think they had an agreement already. Mm. So I don't think your price... It might change for Digimon because then you just got more data. But yeah. I think for the games Bindapos wanted to do, they were already scraping. You might just ideally in a perfect world, your updates happen 10 times an hour now because... 
They can. Because yeah. yeah, the data, like, they're not having to get third. Because the whole reason I, I jumped on board with them was because there was meant to be something happening with TCG Player, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden that got scrapped and they were going with Channel Fireball. And I was like, ugh. Like. <laughs> but they were still getting the data from yeah. TCG Player. But they weren't but which is good publicly say it. Because there's a lot more... They've got heaps of data on so many other games. TCG Player. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping that the positive is that... Binopause just becomes way more accurate, way quicker, yeah. and have everything that yeah, you well, can that's what possibly I'm find. Ideally, they give you an API, so you don't even need to use Binopause. Mm. You could just go, I've got my own website. I'll pay a fee and get access to the back end and yeah. all the data. Because well, I I, does not do it that well. They've got like weird price, weird structure behind it. Yeah. But you could you could definitely do your own better. It is a little bit weird sometimes. Yeah. I, I know, you've got to call them and say, can I change my price? What? Why do I need to call you? Give me a button. Just yeah. let me press a button. I want to be TCG low this week because it's... Yeah. I want to raise some money. Yeah. But you can't even do it. you got to call. What do you mean I've got to call you? Yeah. And then <laughs> I think... You know what? Actually, this is my biggest irk with them. I signed on with them because they were an uh, Australian-New Zealand company, right? Mm. Started in New Zealand. And then they fucking cut all the Australian-New Zealand reps. It's all American. Well... I understand yeah. that's the biggest market. But, but that, it, did TC, did Channel Fireball buy them? No, I think it was the other way around. I think Pindapause and... Ch I don't know. I'm probably I'm, just I'm, talking rubbish now. My understanding is... I don't know which one the chicken is and which one the egg <laughs> is. But the, the, the Pindapause programming people mm. also did Channel Fireball or worked for Channel Fireball. And also did PCG and pretty much it's all incestuous pool of the same people, mm. which is why And now TCG. I don't think anything changes if TCG player, but do you understand what yeah. I mean? I don't think it's like 20 different groups of people. Mm. I think the people that were helped, like did all the digital stuff for Channel Fireball were also the exact same people doing Binder Pause. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know who bought who, what a, I don't know. I don't know. I just, well, we'll I mean, we'll I've give talked to... I've talked to some of the heads at Binderpause who's like, my wife has a collection, like they're in WA, do you know what I mean? Or whatever, like they're Aussies. But like when a big company like Channel Fireball, if they're paying your bills, there's way more money for your company than you'll ever get inside Australia. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think it was already, they were just doing all the Channel Fireball stuff mm. and Binderpause stuff because there's way more money in the American market. <laughs> like if you're an IT company, which they more or less are, don't worry about the Aussie market. It's nice. It doesn't scratch the surface of... Yeah. yeah. Although I understand. Ideally, that's what we need. Noah, if you're listening. tcgplayer.com.au or whatever. If someone builds it from scratch. But then if someone does AU, they need to do New Zealand. They need to do the pockets in Asia. Singapore would be great. Like, doesn't have... What's NZ dot NZ, right? What is? New Zealand. Yeah. I'm saying like have a... Because TCG player... Doesn't even work in Canada. Yeah, right. Like you can buy, but the shipping, like when you go, all right, buy these 50 cards, the mm. shipping ends up being more than the cards because it calculates international shipping. Mm. So even Canadians don't use TCG player, which boggles my mind. Missed opportunity. Ma make a TCG player dot Canada. Yeah. And just go, I can opt for Canada. And then it only shows me people in Canada. Yeah. But just make, look, it's insane to me that that doesn't exist. Well, it's like exist. Amazon, right? They got amazon.com.au. And you can just select the button, mm. ships from Australia mm. or it doesn't yeah. ship from. Man, imagine saying no to money. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. it's like you be in a game store and refusing to stock anything but one game. You'll go under. 
Mm. Like you can love one game more than the others, but you can't refuse to be a card shop. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's where we've seen most of our success is the in, diversity. Yeah. But you do it well. You don't have like, okay, I've been to stores that shit talk other games. I don't think you, I've never heard you do that. No, it's, I won't. Yeah. Why you guys would love you? everything. Yeah. Everything's got a pro but, in it. But it also never cards. like tells you or tries to like evangelize you off your favorite game into another. Mm. You've never like um, unprovoked gone, you know what you should try? Forget Fab, try Dragon. You never, like, you don't no. care. No, I think Fab is a great game. I, think I know it is. They've done a yeah. fantastic job. Uh, well, sorry, they, James White, whatevs, uh, that crew, mm. amazing job. There's still only 35 people. Yeah. <laughs> I blew out when I heard that. I didn't know that. And by the way, that's that covers like the whole company. Distribution, yeah. like worldwide. Yeah. Account managers worldwide. That's like 35 people's nothing, man. I, um, I had I had 600 cleaners yeah. under me at one point. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so, that was not a big cleaning company is what I'm saying. Like that was a midsize. Spe- speaking of James White, I actually sent him photos from the Fab event. Yes. With like the belt and stuff. Yes. And his reply was, oh shit. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> he like, would have hey. loved that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, you know, I'd like to hear what advice would you give Brandon? Like someone in shit, I don't know, New Zealand or someone in um, Germany, big shout out to our German audience. They're at home, similar to you. They're, they're working, they have a partner. Mm. Um, they've always had that dream to create something themselves. How does someone get started? creating an LGS what, what are some tips what, what would you recommend to someone out there can, can I ask you some specifics yeah yeah oh, please. Sure. I'd love to how much money would you say someone like if, if I wanted to do what you've done which is rent a store month of fit out when the doors open there's stock and I can operate what would you what would you advise me now that you've done it if you had to do it again if you had to open um, Grimdark 2.0 in Sydney somewhere mm. what would you th- what would you tell me I'd need I think depending on the size layout and what you're fitting it out with, like what your market you're trying to capture, uh, which is different. Like in Sydney, sure. you might be more card games than wargaming games. You might not be able to have the space. Let's just replicate yours. So, uh, but if I was to do it again, at least 150k, 200k, like just that's flat. including the rent, everything. Yep. Yep. Just pay and up front. Pay your rent ahead. In advance, yeah. So do like give yourself like three six months in advance, so that way you don't have to think about it. You've got you're six including months. in that number, yeah, just to focus on running the shop yep. and getting it moving. Uh, you know, kit the whole thing out. Uh, have like when when you think you've got the layout, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't work off draft number yeah. one. Yeah, do it again. Put. Do what we did, put sticky tape on the floor, like masking tape on the floor, lay everything out, test it out. If I sit here, like, and get up, like, is the shelves too close to mm. me? Like, yep. um, you know, like, I think we role-played, like, having an office out the back and how that would be and, like, should we just have one section? Should we have two sections? Like, how are we going to... So there's a lot of thought put into that. that that's yeah. yeah, you really... A lot of care, a lot of thought. Everything's premeditated, yep. methodical. You've thought through everything. Oh, yeah. Bef- well, yeah. And then sometimes I just wing it and I go, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. Yeah. Just do it. Sweet. But you can't wing the whole thing. No. Yeah. There's some <laughs> you things you, you wing, but. Mm. And sometimes you can pretend to wing it knowing full well what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Just to like people be like, why are you always winging it? <laughs> like, <laughs> so before you go on, 
150 to 200 this is aussie dollars mm. so it's like 10 cents in america but yeah <laughs> how much of that is buffer like obviously rent is just having enough cash that you could pay rent for six months and not stress every week about it well i think the initial thing is right is like a lot of people are going to be cash up front like with their distributors and stuff right so this is what i was about yeah. to ask how much of that do you do you because i i'm imagining don't think you're spending that all on day one. You're saving money for new sets. You're, yeah. like, that's what oh, you're saying, 100%. right? So in a six-month period is what you're saying. You'd want 200K in yeah. a six-month period. Yeah. Like six, six 150 months. to 200. Yeah. So probably like I think you can probably do like and if you're cluey enough and you know sort of what you're shopping for and if you've got mates that can help you do it, maybe 20K on fit out. Yeah. Like absolute maximum. Like yep. unless you're opening some monstrosity mega store with 50 employees or something with like that. With a laser tag thing out the back or yeah. something, yeah. Um, and, and an escape room or something. <laughs> like, Which is great, but we're talking yeah. just a shop. Um, shelves and, and but like posters. and Shelves, like you've seen our store. Like mm-hmm. we've got industrial style shelving um, because like at the end of the day, like I was like, well, it fits the grimdark theme. Yeah. We'll get it. Your shop looks great. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, right. it looks yeah. awesome. Um, it's functional too. Yeah. Um, and then you probably want, like, you need to have product. Mm. Like, you got to have stock, man. Like, we, admittedly, we've built up the collection. And one of the biggest bits of feedback we get from our locals is, like, every time they come in, like, every month, something new has happened. Mm. And they love seeing oh, progress. Oh, yeah, it's so but good that to brings see. people's wallets out. Yeah. I check your singles cabinet every time I come down to every couple mm. of months and there's mm. always right. new stuff in it. Timmy's yeah. are impulsive. Mm. We get in there and if we see something that catches our eyes and we've got a little 50 in our pocket burning a hole in our bloody pants. Yeah. You know, like, but if you don't have stock, and I'm telling you, I've been to stores yes. in the past, they don't have stock. Mm. Or it's like, oh, you want something... Got to order They're it my in. Biggest pet, you know, peeve. people want to spend money or they want to buy something and then upsell to something else. So I actually got a phone call today from a guy mm. who said, "Hey man, I've never been to your store before, but for some reason, everyone I talk to about this tells me to ring this store, like go see these guys." And I was like, "That's awesome for one." Um, and he's like, "Do you have Digimon starter decks?" And I was like, "Absolutely." And he's like, "What ones do you have?" And I'm like what one do you want? <laughs> and he's like, do you have all of them? Like everything but the original three because they're long gone. That mm. was the first set, long gone, not printed, can't get them anywhere. And he's like, oh, well, that's fine. When can I come in? I was like, come down now. And then he came in and he's bought, I think he bought four starter decks. Like, What's funny, like I don't, I don't think I've shared this story many times. Smack in the middle of COVID lockdown before I bought, my first flesh and blood box, I was looking for magic starter decks because they're supposed to be free. So I was like, oh, I'll, like I just want to play a game. Mm. This Try is before out. Fab was on my radar. Same thing, rank three stores, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, you'll have to come when we have an event. I'm like, it's COVID. I just want to click and collect it. Like, I just want to... Yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll buy something off you, but I'd like the free decks I would get. Oh, sorry, we only give the... Do you know what I mean? I'm like, it's a fucking free starter deck. Just use, give it to me. Use your brain. Just give it's, it to me. It's yeah, COVID. But it was yeah, just, and you've it got was a customer <laughs> on the line that's going to spend money. But yeah. it's the same you know? thing. And what's funny, like to me, because I have an ego, I'm like, I'm a big fucking wallet, mate. Just give me the deck and like... Do you know what I mean? Because I, I know I'll spend. 
Mm. I'm already like nearly half a million dollars into fab. Mm. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you can't give, like, but you don't start the conversation. Right? You just want to start with the free deck. Yeah. Like every big whale collector also just probably started with a small product, got a good experience mm. before they pulled their credit card out. Yeah. These guys want to give me a deck. And I eventually got them. And then funnily enough, people complain about like, also, I know in context, the Magic Starter decks are supposed to be at the event and someone teaches you how to play. There was nothing in those decks oh, that taught COVID. me how to play. Like, no, no, but, but nothing taught me how to yeah. play. No one, again, Fab did the same thing in their videos. They don't at any point like suggest having dice or a live pad. Well, that's <laughs> why they've got an app coming out now, right? But To help teach. No, no, but still, like those classic battle decks, people talk about the price and that. What I feel is missing, mm. put a, a D20 in there, Fab-themed one. Mm a life pad in there, fab theme. You know what's funny is if there was like a nice leather flesh and blood notepad holder thing, that would sell. Mm. People would be like, oh, I want to use the fab. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you put in the starter deck so that someone so, who's never played a card game before can... I don't know if you've noticed, but at our store, we do like a lot of our own yes. like merch play mats and stuff. Uh, we also do our own dice now that we've worked with another company called Ace. You've yes. probably seen their products. So we work with them to manufacture these dice. Um and we've also, actually, I can show you a photo. Show we've, us. We've got... Um, You'll have to show the camera too. Oh, my phone's dead. Can't show you the photo. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yep. Um, but we've got, uh, we've worked with Ace. We've got a leather deck box coming out. Nice. With Ace. And uh, on the inside, it's like a nice, really lush, just Ace, simple. Uh, and then on the outside, it's hot stamped, the whole Grim Dark Dragon. Um, and then... We've got, what have we got? We've got that. We've got a dice box, the mm. deck box. We're actually working with them in producing as sleeves now. So uh, Grimdark sleeves, yep. yeah. So See, they'd be cool as a tournament winning thing. Yeah. Like Grimdark well, we were, we were actually sleeves. hoping to have them yeah. done for this lot of 1Ks, but the timeline just wasn't feasible. Um, so next year we'll do it as like a, a championship series set of sleeves. Do you watch the Funder podcast? I watched it from Sam's episode, and I think I watched one other one. Wow! Check out Should your best mate Phil's. Check out. Oh your no! Best and mate I listened to Phil's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the reason the, I, the reason I asked Justin Lennon, I don't know if you've met him. I don't think I he's don't been think to so. your story. He's the he helped um, Saha build the cosplay swords. He does yeah. altars. So him and I work. Well, he's working on it, but I'm getting some Fluke and Box branded ones. A you know how watch mechanics like have them you know it's like mm -hmm. no battery nothing. Yeah. He's working on a watch type mechanic life counter where you yeah, only nice. see the number and you click it and it physically makes an audible click click. Okay. So you lose five click 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 right. That's cool. Well, you should when we have a prototype so because I definitely want to brand them Fluke and Box and have them mm. as giveaways or sell them. That's definitely something you should look because they're pretty unique. Mm. Someone did one recently for Blood Deck counter for Levia. It's similar, like it's like I a did, plastic. I did see that. Actually yeah, so we're thinking somewhere. like just a normal, like a life counter. But what's cool about the phone is you can have the audible. Yeah. Which if this does a mechanical click, by the way, if it's making a mechanical click, you could make it do a bell ring. Or you could like you can actually fiddle with it a bit. Hmm. He's working on it. He's got a prototype. Okay. He's in like three D printing body parts and stuff. Like yeah, he's. Right. Uh, a nut at that stuff. And yeah, very, it's bio, very crafty. Biomechanical okay. engineer. But I'll type. definitely keep you in mind when we get them. Because mm. if you want to... What, what I'm thinking is it's all uh, economy of scale, right? If you yeah. want to place an order for Grimdark ones, mm. and I'm doing fluke... Like, 
yeah, everything well, would just be cheaper for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, so you did the back end stuff first. You created your logos, your mm. websites. That's what someone could do. You spoke oh, about 100%. the sort of capital needed. Any other tips for a viewer, mm. perhaps in another country, that they want to get started? What, what, what sort of traits do you need? What sort of skills? Or how would you... What's a couple of tip bits? I think, I think every store is different. Uh, and I think that's why all stores are run differently, right? Because the people running them are all different. Um, like you got to have drive, mm. focus. Like and like for me, like I'm very determined to make this succeed. Mm. Um, and even though like I love it and it's it doesn't feel like work, but I'm determined to make sure that it does. I won't let anything else get in the way. Mm. Um, like what if there's a problem, you just got to work around it or break through it, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, just don't give up. Like, if that's what you want to do, just do it. Like, and I think that would probably, that's a lesson you could use for anything. If you want to do it, just do it. Like, yeah. I would, I would argue if, if you have the vision, yeah, you don't need the 150, 200K to make it work. Yeah. You're saying that would the be very smart way to do it. <laughs> yeah. The smart way to do it is, and, and that's just a number. And don't borrow that money. Yeah. 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 Get it. Get to a point where you can furnish your shop is what you're yeah. trying to say, and have a buffer for six months of new set releases. Yeah, plan for failure is the point. Like if, if you've mm. got some money and stock, then if you have one bad week, you don't panic because you're like, yeah. I don't know, we're fine. Like, and you can problem yeah. solve with that breathing room. And it doesn't. It doesn't all have to be brand spanking new. Like hell no. So our our tables upstairs in our TCG area, like we got those for free. Like I've got a little. Uh, storage unit with like 40 of them <laughs> because the local the Shell Arbor Workers Club was throwing out all their old function gear and my mate sent it to me at 11 o'clock at night and then I got up I hired a truck online and that morning at 5 o'clock in the morning I went and picked it up dragged Emily out of the bed and was like come on we're going like and then we were down there at like 6am getting all these function chairs and tables and stuff and was like this is going to be like like we'd budgeted I think nearly $10,000 for furniture. And we saved that and we're able to put that into another area. Like, mm. like it doesn't have to be fancy straight away. And we slowly upgrade. So like you guys would have seen our new tables downstairs. Yeah. Um, and then once we finish setting up downstairs, we'll go back to set doing more work upstairs. And we've got, I've got like a vision for that. And But it's the hard work. You got a call yeah. at 11 o'clock. You got the truck. You were up at five. I, that, 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 that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Like you said, the determination, the perseverance, the pushing through the roadblocks, the just that that desire to make it work, that hard work, that mm. hustle. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I know a lot of people. They, it's easy as gamers. You know, we have these imaginations. You know, <laughs> a lot of us can get carried away with the um, the romance oh. around it. You know, we see something successful and yeah. just think it's like a uh, similar to when I see people um, buy a house some big massive house with huge gardens and they see the house and they go wow this looks amazing they buy the house 12 months later the house looks nothing like what they bought yeah. because they don't know how to do upkeep they can't do gardens all the rest mm. of it and it's the same thing i think with a game store or any sort of business they see something and they're, they're just captivated about it and then they they go to do it and they go holy shit like there was a lot of work mm. to get to that end state like what you see now is fucking months and years of hard work to get there and um yeah i appreciate you bringing that up because i think a lot of people especially gamers were caught up in the fantasy there's that you know dissociation between 
what something great is and doing the hard work to make that happen. Yeah. Just yeah. like James White, you know, oh, 10 years, 100%. seven years, eight years, whatever it was, there's all that hard work that was put in month after month, year yeah. after year that we didn't see yeah. to come up with this game. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I think that's that's one of the biggest things and I guess that's like um, people don't see what happens behind scenes, you know what mm. I mean? Like, people don't see me awake until 2, 3 in the morning inputting paint into the du- into the system. You know what I mean? Like Emily's going, I'm going to bed and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to finish these off quickly four hours later. Like, mm. you know, putting every single paint in like, mm. so that way it's on the shelves and people can buy it like, yeah. and, and see it there and they see the brand new paint racks yeah. and, you know, they I'm also don't see all the work that Emily puts in like for me personally to keep me going. You know what I mean? Like, getting meals going, keeping the house tidy, making sure I've got fresh clothes and stuff like that because I don't have the time. It's a, Yeah, it is a team. Like, it really is. Or when I'm starting to, you know, when I the wick might be starting to get short, like her coming in and taking the reins and running the shop. Like uh, leading into the 1K event, I was off. I was out of most of the shop in the evenings for the events because I couldn't walk. Like, because I had a gout attack and then it triggered off an, a tendonitis issue, which is why I was limping around on the Sunday. Right. All that week I hadn't I been I thought able to he walk. got in a fight, but... So, <laughs> and then she was staying at the shop until, I think on the Saturday night. So, Friday night before the big Dragon Ball one, she dropped me home at 8 o'clock and then come back to the shop, finished off the event, stayed there till nearly midnight cleaning the store for the Saturday event so we could have like a little sleep in before we come in. And then we came in and then she'd done the same thing Saturday night leading into the flesh and blood one. Brought me down. We triple checked everything was good to go. Set everything up. Start welcoming people in. And then she drove off to Sydney to go work for the day. So you need to find a girl like Emily to make yeah, it succeed. find yourself a girl like Emily. <laughs> yeah. uh, or a boy. Whatever you're into. So. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like... You, you, yeah. She'd probably say that, find a guy like you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, that's incredible. That that really is incredible. I love it's not easy, stories. But you're having fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're having fun along look, the way, right? You yeah. have a good community. Like I yeah. people that ask me, how ah, should we go down? Like which which event should we go to? Because there was like a small skirmish on the Sunday that got announced last minute. Like to be honest, other than like one thousand dollars on the line, five hundred to the winner, I think it mm. was. Like the community and there's easily one of the best that we it's just too far to drive down for the weekly armory yeah. for most of us, but but, man, we, we still get people skirm- driving yeah, half yeah. an hour to an hour yeah. several times a week. And that's, that's community. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Like, to me, that's such a big oh, if thing. Oh, if your like, shop was under an hour, like 50 minutes, most of us I'd, be, yeah. I'd be there every week. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. it's just – it's uh, Sydney traffic, it's a lot longer than an hour and a half midweek. Yeah. Like, on a third – it's impossible. So to what d- you're saying is grimdark Sydney. I'm saying Whoa. it. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, I know the locations. Don't worry about that. There's a whole part of Sydney that is dark. But we can talk about that off air. It doesn't have a shop and it's yeah. been needing but, one forever. I mean, 100% you should. But like you said, just get one. We, mm. we, it's at a point where you go, this doesn't need my attention yeah. every day. Then you can point your attention to someone else. Yeah. But you've got a few steps before that. Oh, 100%. Because you want to more got, or less quit your day job. Yeah. I just want to train know, more, play games and punch people in the face for a living. Oh, <laughs> okay. Are we going to have a match? Uh, are we going to do it? Like, is that possible? Nah. It's not? I, I was, <laughs> I was injury, ho- man. Listen. I was hoping we could, like, see you two wrestle a little bit. Uh, one day. You know? It'd just be a black hole. It'd be me on top. 
So this is the thing. Just, just, just the, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't see John. I, I saw my um one of my coaches today. So I got injured in a competition internally, like at our own gym, in o- in the open weight division. Mm. And the guy was, I think, one fifteen, one twenty, which you're bigger than that, easily. Uh, yes, because <laughs> you're. I think you're bigger. Like you're definitely bigger than my coach yeah, who's so 120 I'm, I'm weighing in at 165 kilos yeah. what did i tell you when you said the other week 120 i said bro come on man i was I kn- trying to compliment man. the man <laughs> no it's not compliment man i'm, I'm so I, other than him being twice my, my size literally yeah. i mean i got in-laws that weigh two was, bucks if i was like you know what I mean? fighting like, fit if i was fighting fit i'd also be quick and and it doesn't mean i'd win but i would i cannot be under you in mm. jiu-jitsu i can do my best to not end up under you but the problem, no matter what I do in a in a grappling match when there's that much weight, if he knows anything about grappling, he'll win. Now, if he knew nothing about grappling, I would put on a show. And he knows that I could wrap myself around him and make him tap. But he knows enough to go, get your arm off my neck, get your arm off my elbow. And that's all you really need to need when you're that much bigger than me to go, no, nah. yeah. <laughs> not today. I know a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. Any train, like if you've got three months of like just white belt basics, your weight will just, by the way, more importantly, if you have any wrestling, <laughs> you also know how to move your hips and body, which just eliminates um, like any, any, like any wrestler goes into jujitsu is not a white belt. We don't count, the, like they get a white belt, but they fuck up all the white belts because they yeah. just know how to move their body. So if you, and football, incorporates wrestling it's uh, there's some of these skills are transferable for sure yeah mm. it's not fun and yeah, my uh, generation we just wrestled well that's all we did as kids is watch wwf and wrestle each other yeah, yeah like I, for I hours on it growing up surprisingly yeah. enough i've actually i could probably they're probably on youtube still somewhere of me and when i was about 15 backyard wrestling in the main street of kiama nice like I think we were putting each other through like barbed wire tables in the main street. Like, <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, so you you've um, acquired a new local. Yes, Yazi of of flesh and blood fame mm. works across the road from you now. Yeah, so you're officially his yeah. local. Is yeah. he living at your store now? Is that what was? That? Is he pretty much no, no, part of the moved. furniture? Have you? So you know the bit where you go up the stairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's under that. <laughs> <laughs> Like the gremlin that he is. Yeah, yeah, we come like in the there. the troll like, that he is. No, he's a good boy. He's oh, great. I love the Yazi. The problem... So the I've, pro- yeah. I've played Yazi a few times. Yeah. Before Flesh and Blood. Yes. I he was he big in Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Yeah. Was he any good? Oh, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, problem, the problem Ben has, in my opinion... Oh, on. Problems? Come on. But he has big problems. Uh, his footwear is one of them. <laughs> do you actually like Crocs? I do. I love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm sorry. Man, I the Americans it. hate him for his beer taste as well. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. PBR, baby. <laughs> Woo! Um, the problem he is, is if you meet Ben in real life, you're like, this guy's a sweetheart. And then if you read his tweets, you're like, this guy's psychotic. <laughs> and it's very, if you, like, the problem is he doesn't post enough videos of him as him, the person, he's a very loving. He gives everyone yeah. hugs. Yeah, he's yeah. like the sweetest, softest guy. He's, but he's then he's got guy. like this this um, uh, edge lord type personality online, which I love. Yeah. But I think, look, I had a comment. You know, Sloop Doop. Someone posted under my video, 
don't know if you know Sloop. He's a Canadian YouTuber. He's very no. sarcastic, but he's well, positive. He, must, he mustn't be that good if I don't he's, know. He's the best, in my opinion. Okay. And he, he's like, someone wrote a comment about, yeah, fucking Sloop Doop making hate videos about other YouTubers like Tall Timmy. Fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> so I, I pinned it <laughs> because clearly the irony is like, like anyway, Sloop making that video is like a massive compliment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Same as when Paul roasts anyone or makes a phone call video and makes fun of them. Like it's a big compliment. Like Paul wouldn't do that to someone he hated or do you know what I mean? He actually steers away he from the drama. Any attention at all. So crazy. This It's a comment on my video that Sloop supposedly tried to cancel you. When I see comments like that, I don't know if they really truly don't <laughs> understand humor or they're doing that to bait you. So they're trying oh, to I level up. Respond. They're trying I to level it. up. They know what they're doing and they're trying to get something. No, so you think people are smarter than they are. Maybe. It's mm. lowest common denominator. Most people, I think dry humor, sarcasm, irony, can be a little hard for like the majority of people to grasp that if it's like their first impression. Certain cultures someone, don't understand it as no, much. No, but, but I think it has more to do with how familiar someone is with you. Like I'm very sarcastic when you meet me. That like, rubs mm. people the wrong way. First impression. I get people, like, It's but it's my. It's a little bit of my, like I don't want those people near me. I think mm. I've learned that. Like calling someone a cunt as an Aussie is a term of endearment. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know like, what? You actually don't, you don't tell anyone, you don't call anyone you don't like that. Yes. Exactly, exactly. No, no, no. I don't call someone I don't like a cunt. It's like it's it, well, it, it is what it right, is. If but we say it one more time, we are getting. Demonetized. But, for, but for other cultures, but for other cultures, the, the, they it's would never huge, say that. Yes, they would never say that. Yeah, yeah. the people you don't like, you call them mate. <laughs> yeah, sarcastically. Right? No, but, champ. Oh yes, <laughs> that's the one. Sure, champ. <laughs> it's all in the tone. Yeah, it's all in the tone. Speaking of nice guys, have mm. you met Yazi's brother? Yes. Yeah. I've met a couple of More them. More than one. Yeah. 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 We've met tons. He's got about a thousand of them. Too. Yeah. yeah. Nathan. Mm. So Nathan, I believe he's jumped on our new Grimdark t-shirts and he's get. we've got this nickname for him because he's the sweetest passion fruit. Passion fruit. <laughs> this is, so he played in your tournament on Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah. I think... Two, two of our players played both. Yeah, the the olden player John or Jono. Jonathan Jono, I played him. He was tired. Oh, he was wrecked. <laughs> they had a long day because Dragon Ball. Some of the matches went like two and a half hours or something. So the whole day went for nearly thirteen hours. Yeah, we had live commentary on the stream from the boys at Double Sleeved in Melbourne for thirteen hours. Like I don't think any of us knew Big what we day. were getting into. Like then because we went top cut untimed. Yes. Uh with six fully full control decks in the top. Is eight. that the meta right now? Uh, I think it's kicked in because there's some very strong aggressive decks, uh, right? And then so people are like trying to counter that with hyper control, which like, is I worry about that in Fab because that's that's the answer, right? Is like you get all these aggressive yeah. decks, people switch to control to stop dying to it. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like control. Uh, Aggressive is better because you lose quicker. Well, eventually, you can only defend for so long, right? Yes. Uh, but, but these then, were control deck mirrors. Well, yeah, some of them were. Um, Jono's match for the, the DBS belt uh, was against another guy who was playing a kind of control deck that had like an infinite ability to loop his discard pile back into his deck and keep replaying everything for free. And 
Jono just couldn't punch through the defences and that game went for just over two hours. Who won? The other guy. Not just Jono, unfortunately. fatigued? Uh, well, yeah. Jono just was tired. Man, did um, he not run out of cards after two hours? Or just as a... Like, put yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's best of three. Oh, right, um, right, right. Okay. And then in the third game, Jono had, I think, like five cards left in his deck but had like 20 cards left in hand. In Dragon Ball, you instantly lose the game if you have no cards left in deck. Right. Doesn't so, matter what's in hand. No. Nah. Yeah. So then Jono played a card that makes both players shuffle their hand back into their deck and no one draws back any cards just to refill <laughs> <laughs> and get rid of his hand. Crap. Uh, yeah, like just to extend the game out. But yeah, over two hours. Crazy. Um, and you would have what, seen him on What's the average? Like, like if you can explain it in fab terms, mm -hmm. is Dragon Ball usually more like blitz like the average game is like 20 30 minutes or is the average game more so like it's got cc two, it's got two formats okay best, best of one pre sideboard so you got a 15 card sideboard yep you reveal who your hero is and then you can sideboard according right. to that so you can side any of the 15 in and 15 out um so it's basically you kind of do it on colors like you're like oh well he's playing this color so i bring these in yeah um best of three is so best of one is 35 minutes. Okay. Uh, Blitz with sideboard. Yeah. Best of three is uh, 60 minutes. So it should be shorter games, but three of them. No sideboard. Uh, sideboard after game one and game two. Okay. So you immediately start. Yep. One goes first. The other goes first. Is that how that works? So you roll a dice. Whoever wins the dice roll goes first. No choice. Next time. And roll then, the dice again. And, and then loser goes first on the next That's one. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. one each and you sideboard after the one each. Yeah. And try and have like the final match. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So When are we bad. having the ultimate pit fight tournament at Grimdark? Well. <laughs> I'll stream it on my channel, man. We so want to. You're hot for ultimate pit fight, aren't you? Oh, we'll do you it. You are horny for it. Um, so we've, we've been having. I think it's fun. We've been having an issue at our. I won't say an issue, actually. Been having a debate, a healthy debate in our community over the preferred format to be played, Blitz or CC. Right. Uh, for that's armories. tricky. For that, that's tricky in this game. Very hard. Um, it's a hard thing to manage. Yeah. So Blitz is like so easy for people to come in, pick up a Blitz deck, play, get ruffle stomped by a big chungus. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Which is pretty much how it'll go. Or um, Sam's Prism. You, you yeah. Just, yeah. It was just the first name I thought of. Um, but then it's much harder to get the new players into CC because then they have to buy all these extra cards, know what yep. the cards do. Um, so we've been having this debate. We've been doing alternating formats for armories. Which is tricky too. Yes. People turn up with a blitz deck. Oh, crap. I didn't know. And, and it feels bad like when people go, oh, what's the format this week? Oh, it's CC. And they go, oh, well, I might give Thursday a miss. Mm. Like, what do you think the solution is to that? <laughs> um, I, I don't think that they have one. But oh, I I, you know what the solution is? UPF, UPF <laughs> armories. <laughs> um, no, no, that's not the. Solution. It's not the solution. <laughs> um, so what we what we've been doing is alternating. Mm. Uh, at the moment, we've got a four week rotation because you only get four weeks of worth of armory kits yes. in a month. Uh, even when there's a five-week month. Um, yeah. So what we do is we go, if a CC event is coming up, we do two CCs, one Blitz, one Commoner. Yep. Um, which Commoner is huge at our store. Everybody loves it. 
Um, and then if we have, like, say, Skirmish coming up. Can I say something, though? It's only huge because you have singles. These stores that don't have singles, the way you can't turn up and go, you know, I need these 10 cards to play, they can't do that. Well, with yeah. They're idiots, but they Well, <laughs> Commoner goes off at our store. Yeah. Everyone has heaps of fun with it. Um, and then if, like, say, Skirmish is coming up, we do two Blitz, one CC, and one Commoner. Yep. Um, but at the moment, we're sort of having these debates over who enjoys what format, which format should be on more. So we're, Emily and I are trying to figure out what the best decision is for the community because the community is, can be a little bit divided at times. Yep. Um, and I understand all the sides of the argument. Like Blitz has the same power of CC but with half the health. Um, the the problem, like, unfortunately, this doesn't fix the problem because it's like an education problem. Hmm. Blitz isn't tested. They've confirmed that. Mm. James White's confirmed that. They mm. don't test Blitz. Like mm. They will ban and restrict stuff in Blitz because they obviously run skirmish events and yeah. armories, but it doesn't go through the testing that Limited does mm. and that CC does, mm. which is there's some obvious issues in Blitz, like yeah. dying turn one to Kano, dying turn one to Kato, dying turn one to Reiner. Like it's just possible. Yeah. Um, we talked about this on the pod. CC is a better way to learn the game. Yeah. Because it's the real skill of the game. Yeah. Where you've got a lot more health, which is a resource. You just have more of it. Mm. Uh, the game doesn't end so quick, so you never feel like you ran a whole armory, went X4, mm. and didn't even <laughs> get anyone close to dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. In CC, you can go, I know what my good cards are, and you, you arsenal it, and then you can do your dex thing way more often when you play it. Mm. Also, really, the game is CC. Yeah. Like, when you play CC, you realize, oh, like, all the... Like, Prism's one of them. Prism is crap in Blitz. Mm. <laughs> like, yes, she can win, but she really needs health resource to do her thing. Yeah. Bolton's another one. Like, Bolton's good in Blitz, but if you don't hit the card, you just die. Like, mm. but in CC, you can make sure you, you will hit the card because there's three of them, but also your health resource helps and again you're only taking the same amount of damage you would normally take yeah so in cc you can take 24 it's not a great feeling but sometimes you're looking at cards that deal 30 yeah you're like you know what i'm gonna yeah but my advice would be knowing the community you have i think you could convince everyone to play cc but that would require everyone that is a bit of a spike in your store to bring some cards to the table and mm. get everyone's decks up to CC and give a bit of coaching on sideboard because yeah. sideboard's a whole nother also. So yeah. credit where credit's due, our community's been pretty good about that and the people that do prefer CC help have been trying yeah. to help promote that. Like, tell me if you need cards, I'll come do it. Um, however, I still don't think that that's enough to help bring some people over to CC. Yeah. So what... Uh, we've talked about doing is we're actually going to get the breakdown of the card list from the Blitz decks and uh, from the original Hero Blitz decks. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll actually make a CC upgrade pack, yep. which will give you enough cards to bring you up to speed with CC. So you can buy a Blitz deck for another five bucks. You, you get a CC up upgrade pack and then you got a CC deck. Good to I go. I think, see, what you're touching on the actual major problem is... Flesh and Blood are releasing Blitz decks. That's the starter deck. So they, they're promoting that. They're going, here's your Dromite deck. If you mm. walk in off the street, 
you, they're really encouraging a blitz armory in that sense. Yeah. And for someone who's time poor, I don't necessarily like four-hour-long armories. Like <laughs> CC armory can be four hours long. Yes, I, I know. Th- that's part yeah. of. It's a tricky one. I've been yeah. thinking about this a lot recently, and it's definitely not um, the solution, but it's just thoughts that I'm having on it. And a couple of ways you can skin the cat. I've said this many times. Is I would like to see uh, very small. No playmats, just simple. Just a couple of uh, packet of promos that get sent out with the normal armory kit, and that's a, a limited armory. You can call it something else. Support mm. where it's just once a week. You have a limited draft, whether it's sealed or limited, and it's some promos specifically for limited. Okay, really create that culture of limited. Really get your LGS selling more sealed product distributors. Everyone, everyone wins. Yeah. Okay, I'd really love to see that. But I actually really like that idea. I'd love that. I'd love to have. It doesn't have to be playmats elaborate because I understand the logistics go way up. Like me, I send out so many prizes around the world, free of charge to pay for yeah. it. Like the <laughs> the the difference between shipping a playmat and you know a couple of cards, it's it's mm-hmm. times whatever times. 10 difference in price so i understand that just a few singles a few promos for the month would be perfect other than that maybe something that could be different is like you said people won't show up is maybe scrap the xp multiplier for armories yeah, we've discussed this. okay maybe just no sorry there's no times three just scrap it on top of that if lss really wants to take control LSS dictates what format it they is. They dictate the season. They okay. get Blitz season. Just like Blitz Magic is did. 3X. Just shit. Mm. How yeah. many years was Friday Night Magic standard? Mm. They didn't ch- They didn't um, allow stores to choose their own format once mm. the game was going down the dirtler. Yeah. When Magic was at its peak, if you wanted to play FNM, it had to be on a Friday and it had to be standard. Mm. Okay? It was a non-negotiable. So I'm not saying... 100%, you know, cookie cutter copycat, but maybe that's something. Maybe you don't dictate the days, mm. but maybe you dictate the seasons mm. and go for this. They, by the way, they do. Right now, we're in skirmish season five. Mm. Yes. There are no CC events. But yes. right now, mm. it, globally, there's no progress. There's no. But what happens if they said for this four or, no, no, six or eight week installment and said to stores, only, all armories for these eight yeah. weeks need now, to be blitz? If you're or practicing for now, only blitz events get the three times. No, well, that's the issue, right? Yeah. That's the issue we're talking about. As if only Blitz events got it, mm. then all the CC players will be unhappy. Yeah, it's for a season. Play Blitz. No, no, sorry. For a season, <laughs> yes. That's, so, no, but if you want to practice for Nats, yeah, you're going to play true. CC anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. but you're going to play CC I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm yeah. in a pickle. No, you're sorry, right. I just want to talk about me for a second. I'm in a, I'm in a pickle, right? Like, in Sydney, unfortunately, or fortunately... It's mainly Blitz. Okay, mainly all the armories, everything, it's mainly Blitz. And it's been very hard for me the last six months to get uh, quality in-person CC games Mm. practice. And I'm at the point now where I'm just over it. Not over it, but I'm just like, I really need to focus on CC. We've got Nats coming up. We've Mm. got people who go on callings, whether it's um, callings in Lille, callings in Singapore, Pro Tour in Lille. Worlds in November, which isn't that far away. It's the Nationals first weekend in November. CC as well. Nationals. We've got all these big tournaments. I'm just like, shit. I just want to play CC. I just want to play CC in person two, three times a week. In Sydney, I can't do that. Mm. There's literally one store in Sydney that consistently fires a CC armory 
every week. Mm. There's a couple of other stores that run... Uh, actually, no, sorry, there's two, okay? One of them's big, one of them's small, and then there's one that fires maybe once a month. So it's... And those stores, one of those stores is quite far away from me. So what I'm saying is it's for a player like me that um, I'm in a point now where I'm just like, well, I'm just not going to turn up to these Blitz armories. I'd rather... I can only get away from the house a certain amount of time. So yeah. I need to be a bit more strategic in how I spend my time. Oh, that time's valuable. Yeah, so I'm going to... I don't particularly have um, as much loyalty to this store as I do my other favourite stores, but my favourite stores aren't running CCs and I can only get out mm. a certain... You know, if I had unlimited time, I wouldn't be having this conversation, but I can only get out a certain amount of times a week... I, so I, I have to play CC and I have to go to these other stores. Yeah. So I, I feel I, trapped. I do wish it was forced. You know? Because yeah. when you leave... So th- there's a few issues. Um, and w- the main one is like uh, RTN season. Mm. Could have been CC. Could have been draft. Nine out of the ten stores pick draft. Why? Right? But then like Wouldn't this know, we weekend coming, there's three <laughs> skirmishes on one day. They're all on Sunday. No one chose Saturday. No one chose Friday. Mm. Like, unfortunately, the problem with democracies and freedom (laughs) when Mm. it comes to commercial stuff is that's a disservice to the game. Like, if I'm free on Saturday, there's not a single skirmish. Yeah. Why? Why? Doesn't make any sense. And you've got a skirmish this weekend. We have yeah. a skirmish on Sunday. And I get there's overlaps. Like you might have a Digimon event or something in different stores, and maybe it's just a coincidence. What I'm saying, if if LSS did, hey, it's it's a lottery. You got the sealed skirmish, and they got the blitz skirmish. And the next season they flip it so that your local community that hates sealed maybe gets to play something else. Mm. If they just force it, there's more balance. Same as with the seasons. If they actually said, hey, this month you get the CC armory, this month you get the Blitz armory, and they're different kits. Mm. It'll encourage CC players to come to you and encourage Blitz players to go. Do you know what I mean? Now, you've got one store. Mm-hmm. There's technically two stores in Wollongong that run the event. Mm-hmm. So give one each for the month. Like, See, if they dictated for you, your locals will still come play the game. Like At the end of the day, People can still practice, but for the armory, for the price support, use it to grow the game. And the game won't grow in any shop. So if you only run CC, you have like no new players want to turn up. Right? And most of those stores are very, very high level players that only ever play CC. It's very hard to beat them. Mm. RC crew was like that. You're not winning that armory. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Usually not even winning a game. Mm. But the f- the flip side is if it's blitz only, none of your players ever get to that skill level. They're having yeah. fun, but but when when an RTN comes up and all the Sydney guys come down to your store and you've only ever run blitz, mm. it's not fun. That's a good point, actually. It's not fun. Like that happens in Gosford. We mm. go up, great great group of people. They literally refuse to play CC. Well, all right, we'll play blitz, but then some of them are top players. We got judges that are just local there. We got players that spike every event they go to, but they switch formats and they do crap because mm. they've literally just don't have the expertise. And most of the time in CC, you lose because of your sideboard or mm. win because of your sideboard. It's pretty simple. Mm. But if you've spent 50 hours in the last month playing Blitz... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it makes a big difference because it's not... It's like it's like the difference between a short-distance runner and a long-distance runner. Yeah. 
Like mm. they're not this. They they have similar. It's like an amateur boxing fight versus a professional. It's one's a sprint. One's a marathon. Yeah. Like mm. yeah. You know, I, and we would. I think like I like I guess especially as a player, I know that CC is the better version of the game. It's it's the game. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like. And I, understand I just don't compare them. To me, they're just two separate games. Yeah. Like John said, CC's the game. Blitz, Blitz is something else. Sit down Blitz is something else. If yeah. you know enough about but Blitz. I think, I think that probably comes back on LSS. Make pre-constructed CC decks. Mm. Like these shouldn't be Blitz no, decks. Or... That's a good d- point. I, like even... Because I'm, I'm not one to assume the big... Like because LSS is much bigger than a store. Yeah. I don't expect the behemoth to move for me, right? They're not going to do it. That's fine. The easy way to do it is go, hey, you can have all the Blitz stuff you want, but at the end of the day, CC is when you get your multiplier. Not mm. It shouldn't be Blitz gets the multiplier because uh, do you understand what mm. I mean? Or yeah. give stores the ability to run two events a week, one Blitz, one CC. Oh, man, if we could yeah. run, if we could run like technically like two armories a week, I'd love that. I mean, technically you mm-hmm. can, and, and see, I think you're the type of store owner to do it. Hmm. Is you just need to be creative with the price support. Yes. You don't need to offer the LSS price support to make it happen. You grab a single out of the shelf and go, you know what? Today it's a skull cap. That's hmm. that's the reward. And it's not hard to justify pulling a hundred dollar card out of the cabinet as the price support for an event. Hmm. If you run your events properly, you hmm. take away the packs, you put in a skull cap. You can like if it's a CC event, make it top heavy, make it a little bit more competitive. Go yeah. no one so, gets packs. You know, you get what I mean? Yeah, like, so we you can be creative. We did start doing Sunday CC events mm. um, and Sunday drafts. They it, It's a bit tricky to fire. Like I guess like people's uh, have their own time constraints and stuff like that. You have a flesh and blood night. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the CC one, we would do like $15 entry. You got a pack on entry and a pack per win. Yeah. And it was like if you mm. did three rounds, one three times, you walked away with four packs. And I told people this is designed to be for more competitive players. This yep. is why the structure is like this. Yep. Um, but we might, we're even thinking about scrapping that whole thing and just going to a... I think different night is tricky in and of itself, especially yeah. weekend versus weeknight. It's so different. It's getting people to get used to it. I'm actually way more free on a weekend. Well, good. Come but down but most people aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people, it's the opposite. That's the family time. That's when mm. the kids go to sport. And mm-hmm. during the week, they can sneak away. Kids are in bed by nine. Mm. So they can leave that three-hour responsibility with the wife. Or whatever. But it's not. Yeah. Changing the night's already hard. I don't know what the solution, but I like the idea of seasons. I like if I just knew the next three months, a blitz. Next two months, a blitz. Just if LSS make the call, it still doesn't stop your casual kitchen top table kitchen table doesn't stop people turning up to the store to just play yeah you know what i mean it doesn't stop that so what's um where do you see Gr- uh, grimdark in three years five years what's the goal what, what, what's your dream like what is in your mind say five years from now where, uh, where do you want to see this i mean don't hold back where i mean like and me and emily have been having this discussion lately of just you know being humble game store owners, um, just running a good show, a place where people want to be and want to come and spend their time. I think that's very important. Um, I think definitely expanding the store that we have now. Hmm. Like for me, like I, there's a spot across the road from us that I would love to take. It's huge. And I just love to see the whole thing filled with like, you know, say uh, we're running ProQuest, down the left-hand side and down the right-hand side, there's like a 
2,000 point Warhammer tournament going on at the same time. Oh yeah, filled with aircon, stream production room. Uh, but yeah, expansion is is where we want to go. We want bigger to get, store. Yep. Yeah, we want to go into full time uh, like streaming and content production out of the store. So like uh, have guys. Uh, film and play tests like new blitz decks or new jewel packs, like new starter decks for different games. Your um, video is good with the classic battles. I enjoyed did you like that. that. Yeah. Did you see it? I didn't. Oh, you missed out. <laughs> is it on your YouTube? Plug, yeah. plug away. It is. It is on. Yeah. So there's a grim dark YouTube channel, yep, so and grim. it's the two players you mentioned, Liam, yeah. Liam, and Adam. Yeah. Uh, so you got a YouTube channel, Grim Dark Gaming. A, yes. I'll link it below. Um, we had the two of them play test uh, or show off and play the classic battles, uh, Dorinthia versus Reiner. First time they'd ever looked at it, they opened the packs on the table. That's sleeved cool. it and played, yeah. Yep. That's real cool. I don't even think they sleeved it. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that drove Liam crazy because Adam is like very like, no, nah, it's a card, just play with it the way it is. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the scratches. <laughs> like, I love light play. <laughs> 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 oh God. Whereas Liam's like, you got a Marvel Dragon, it needs to go in this and this, and now put it in a case. And he's like, what, what are you. It's a good video. Is it because yeah. it's that you can tell it's a fresh experience? Yeah. A couple uh, of minor misplays, but it's ah, you know, these so things happen. Bigger store, working there full time. Yeah. Content. Oh, heaps of content. Uh, streams. You guys come down and play games with us on the stream. Yep. Uh, call out like Alex or Adesanya or something because Adesanya is apparently a big nerd too. Get him to come and play oh, yeah. some games. Yeah, but he'd only be interested in the in the anime games. Sure, I'll tell you him. now. I'll beat him in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ima- dude! Imagine doing a charity event. Yeah, where you got MMA fighters in. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Alex is actually a huge nerd. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is like his his thing. Really? The guy can sing the dwarven hymn. He knows the words. What the? F- <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, You're not we- kidding about the dwarf thing. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He loves it. He, he identifies. All right, James, you hear that? You want a UFC champ playing flesh and blood? Can Let's I actually, get a dwarf hero if, going. If anything does get to James White, these are the people you send a kit to. Yeah. Because they did the Steve Aoki and sent him some stuff. He's a big card nerd. But the, like, imagine, imagine Rob Whitaker's on Twitch. And he goes, look, these guys sent me a card. Yeah. A card game opens a classic battles, talks about it. Like, that's what you do. Adesanya's from New Zealand. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's yeah, the network. Exactly. Like, if yeah. I was in charge of yeah. marketing, I'd have like a oh, super duper limited. Zone. Every all black Shh, all right. would get a booster box on <laughs> yeah. release. So, I'm telling you right now, so I new, would send every new, all new black character, box. Shadow Ninja. Just paint Adesanya yeah. on Yeah. Well, dude, but imagine yeah. you contact his agent and go, can we use your likeness in the game? Yeah, I don't, most of those guys wouldn't say no. The ho- one like, of the hotels in Wollongong literally literally rebranded from Hotel Illawarra to the Volkanovski. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about <laughs> no, this. No, and we need to the go. The whole the whole thing, oh, yeah. like all the yeah. signage and everything, was changed. They stripped it all off, and it was all called the Volkanovski. You know the Resh's beer. Yeah, the guy on the surfboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got someone to re repaint that and painted <laughs> his head on it. As at doing the surfing That's thing it. and put it up the it's side. It's a good of the beer, building. by the way. Sweet. Oh, rubbish beer. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> you were born in a Burke, right? <laughs> you, you know, like, have you ever been in a bar, worked in a bar? Not not worked, but been okay. plenty of bars. So, under the bar, you know where they pour the thing and all the spillage goes? Yeah, into yeah, the yeah. Middle? The sops, yeah. yeah. It goes down into the little bucket <laughs> yeah, down yeah, the bottom. Yeah. And then they fill it back That's into right, the kegs and then they make rashes. Oh. <laughs> They do that with VB though, but you can taste if you've got a if you've got a if you've got a uh, uh, what do I call it a um, uh, a, a, a refined palate, mm. 
And do you, you have a refined palate? I do when it comes to tasting sops. Yes, okay. I've uh, frequent enough pubs in my time. I can generally pick up on a on a on a beer if it has a lot of sops in it. Yeah. Next time I come up, I'll bring you some beer from a brewery we've got down home. One of our locals he owns it. Oh, perfect. Five barrel brewery. No, I haven't heard of it. It's pretty good. Sweet. Good, good hit. Well, Excellent. we're um we're two hours fifteen minutes in. This has been awesome. Very awesome. Any shout-outs? I'll put your website and YouTube below. I'll give you some links. Yeah. Um, Shout-out to Emily, first and foremost. Yeah. You wouldn't Look, be here if she didn't run yeah, the store 100%. for you today. So I think the number one biggest shout-out goes out to my partner, Emily. Um, hardest worker in the room. Uh, very clever girl. Definitely pulls the Biggest reins. smile, too. I've never oh, seen her not smile. Dude, the store would not be as welcoming as it is <laughs> if it wasn't for her. Like yep. She's a huge part of this whole show. When, when are you putting a ring on her finger? All right, well, someone... Whoa, 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 whoa. So a, a certain someone, yeah. We watched, she watched his video recently and he said his wife, Emily, and she very quickly oh, got I up off the lounge, hit me on the leg and said, where is it? Was it me or... So was I, this guy? Yeah, I thought she was your wife, dude. I thought You're welcome, was. Emily. She's like, see, he said wife. Yeah. Oh, did I get you in trouble? Sorry. <laughs> all all Sorry, in good bro. time. She's a keeper. Nah, for sure. she's, she's, she's a, a good egg, man. Yeah. She's solid. Um, so, Grimdark Gaming, located mm. Port Kembla. Yes. Which is about uh, an hour and a half south of Sydney. Mm. It's in the Wollongong area. Um, if you're ever in Sydney or New South Wales, yeah, South go Coast, down. go down, check it out. Mm. Best store on the South Coast. I think it's one of the best stores in Sydney, full stop. New ah, South Wales. Like New one South- of the best yeah, in New no, South Wales. Has to be I've been there. to most of I'm them. I'm going to get killed tomorrow. There's going to be an assassin trying to take me out tomorrow. No, man, you, no. I'll look up. There'll be you're, like you're a You're the only store owner I wouldn't no, worry kidding, about kidding, if an assassin game. walked in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just grab the Dark and Lord <laughs> is probably down there on Phillips Street with a gun. No, <laughs> But um, no, it's been a pleasure. Seriously, thanks for coming up. No, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Anything else? Mr. Tall Timmy? No, it's been well, good. Play, do you want to? No, don't grab the playmat. Um, check out Tall Timmy on on um Twitter team. These yeah, just here we ca- go. The, the, these, here we go. Yep, here we go. These just came. He's funding his trip to. These Worlds. just came fresh delivered to HQ today. That's right. We have printed sixty, but there's only fifty available for purchase. That's right. Yep. Inspired by my own daughter, the Princess Spike, who was at Brandon's store on the weekend. Cute as pie. That is her playmat team, designed by our good friend Darren. Look at how sexy it's, that it's is. It's objectively a very cool playmat. It is a cool playmat, yeah. and there's only fifty to go. They're thirty-five bucks Aussie, twenty-five US. Send me an email. Send me a DM. There's only fifty to go, and you know you're going to be in good company if you have this playmat. That's right, James White. All the all, all the big dogs are getting one. So very limited, very special, and all proceeds are going to the Timmy himself going to Worlds in San Jose in and America. Crap beer in America. Yeah, yeah. To buy to buy plenty of PBRs, basically. Th- thanks for holding. But um, yeah. Cheers. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's it from me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks so for we're we're going to have a sponsor next week. I'm not even told Timmy knows about that Jeez. yet. I oh, know I did. John's John's the brains behind so, the operation. So I'll, um, we'll bring that up next week. But um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Please sub if you haven't subbed. Yeah. And follow us. I think we only have 36 followers on Spotify. We don't really push that. But if you listen to us mainly on Spotify. I'm, I'm one of the 36. Hey! I, we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> you and you, Yazi as well. He only consumes it on, on Spotify. Please follow. But other than that, we're going to sign off. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Cheers.
Thank you.